0: podcast i'm Rich great alongside as always Mr. joe lands and joe how are you
1: i'm all right i found out that we are the uh number one most listened to wrestling podcast in the world this week
0: how is that true it's not true i just made that up oh i was gonna say oh i was was like whoa i was like really (laughs) that's cool Uh, i don't i mean yeah i don't have the data behind it but yeah no i I feel like we are i mean without looking at any sort of data whatsoever yeah we could tell people that yeah i mean let's go with it yeah it's fine could
1: have sold it a little better than that
0: yeah no i was shocked i was like oh really cool like
1: um no, but we do have a really boring WWE pay per view to talk about.
0: Yes, we do. Well, one thing real quick, and it's it's breaking news, and I, I cannot believe we didn't talk about it last week or we didn't lead breaking off with it. Breaking news. Breaking news. Well, not breaking news, but just a just an unbelievable news story that I don't know how we didn't cover immediately. Joe, what happened to Game Time Pizza? Oh well, yeah. How are you just gonna haphazardly tweet out a, pizza, a picture of, of Game Time Pizza and then never follow up on it? Well, look, I. Re- what happened? Yeah. We need to know. God, like, let's let's. I did. I reported. That. Wrestling. It does not matter right now. Look, I
1: reported the news on Twitter. I I, sh- I showed the now leasing sign on the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, Game Time Pizza is deceased. It, it, it 2014 to 2015. So
0: when did it open in 2014? It was like Augustish, right? When did you first receive that horrible, horrible menu with the Chikara pizza? With the
1: Chikara pizza and the uh, and the uh, Sasha Bank sandwich, the uh, <laughs> the the boss, the boss sandwich.
0: Was it actually was it actually called it's that? It was called, I don't it's even called remember.
1: the boss, yeah. Remember? It was, okay. it was the Sasha Bank sandwich. Um, yeah, I believe it was in the summer of two thousand fourteen.
0: Okay. Well, we hardly knew you.
1: And and what what's funny is it's in a strip mall where I get my gas and I don't know how long it's been closed. I didn't even notice until <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I said that tweet was Valentine's Day, as a matter of fact, it's when I was coming home from
0: oh, from, the, from the date. It
1: was when I was coming home from peeling out of the parking lot when <laughs> when when that one, that girl revealed that she had a toddler in the backseat. And I stopped for gas and noticed that game time pizza uh, was no more. So I took the picture and sent out the tweet. So it probably lasted, I don't know, seven or eight months wow. before they uh, before uh, time ran out uh, uh, on the game.
0: How how are you I, dealing? Are you Are you okay?
1: Well, I I never went back after.
0: <laughs> so you're okay. My so you're first fine. First horrible
1: experience, uh. So I, I am okay. I am coping okay, with the I'm loss glad. of Game Time Pizza. I can tell you that the Black Sheep Pizza, which opened.
0: Oh right! Oh right! Yes, yes. Yeah, yes that yes.
1: opened across the street and uh, quickly changed their name.
0: <laughs> it's a terrible It was a terrible name in the first place. Yeah,
1: the Black Sheep Pizza didn't work out. They changed their name to, I believe, Magic Monkey Pizza.
0: Oh, ooh. And okay.
1: uh, you,
0: <laughs> never mind Black Sheep you, is better.
1: Black Sheep pizza was a was a horrible <laughs> name. I don't know what you think of uh, Magic Monkey pizza, but they have a new logo with a uh, with a monkey performing magic, you you know. Okay, and,
0: well cuz I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I,
1: yeah, I mean, wouldn't wouldn't you know, I'm not sure that you know, um where they would get it, such an idea, but uh, yeah, so they're still supposedly going strong. Every time I drive past, there's nobody in there, so I don't, I don't think Magic Monkey Pizza is going to make it either. But uh, Game Time Pizza is deceased, and I think the clock is ticking on Magic Monkey Pizza. When you've already had one name change,
0: okay? Yeah, that's usually a bad start. Well,
1: that means they've gone bankrupt already, and 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 you know just changed
0: are or, the... or under a new LLC now to, right, to change
1: the name of the business and they wiped their debts clean. And now they have a whole new set of vendors, probably. And once they burn through those, I mean, this isn't some mega metropolis. Uh, they're going to run out of vendors, Rich. And uh, they're just going to have to close up shops. So I, I don't think the odds are good for Magic Monkey Pizza. Uh, but I, I better, you know what? I better purchase some Magic Monkey Pizza. Just, yeah, I'd,
0: I'd like to know. To give a review. Before.
1: And bef- because I before it closes, the prices are exorbitant, though.
0: Well, it's, it's like wood fire pizza, right? I think you took a screenshot and once. It's got like got some
1: kind of wacky gimmick. Who knows? All I know is it's <laughs> it's, it's very expensive. I know a large uh-huh. a large one topping pizza was like twenty two
0: ninety
1: nine. Oh, which god. I mean, come on! You can go to Little, you go to Little Caesars, a half a mile up the road, and get one for five bucks.
0: Well, and then like even if you wanted like like even in Chicago, like decent pizza or what? I mean, that that like a large one topping, you will know, run you like you know with a coupon anywhere between you know ten to, to fourteen. I mean, even without a coupon, 14, 15, 16 at the most, absolute most. So yeah, twenty two is wow. Yeah, it's uh, probably not very good for it, old pizza. It, it better
1: be but. a magical pizza for twenty two ninety nine. I mean that twenty two ninety nine. That's <laughs> You know, I think I think the coupon was uh, you know a lar- an extra large cheese pizza for thirteen ninety nine, and that was like a deal.
0: Right, and then they're probably going to charge you another six for the topping or whatever. So. Right,
1: so I mean, you know, it's not looking good. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to spend twenty two ninety nine on a pizza just to, for review purposes
0: okay because i know they're not gonna- you write it off but you know, write it off. do a tax write off we'll, we'll send it at the end of the year Abs- so.
1: absolutely uh, cause, cause
0: as we're wanting to do i know.
1: don't think they're going to last much longer so uh yeah game time pizza is deceased
0: okay uh, we well. kind
1: of had a feeling that was going to happen uh but is now official i will take a photo of the dead magic monkey pizza
0: <laughs> if and when it happens Yeah.
1: if well when it happens i don't believe there's an if at this point when it happens i am going to take a photo of the dead magic monkey pizza so I, okay. I will I will I will report these findings. I have no idea why you're leading off the show with it was important. It's it very important. And
0: what else is important, pizza. Joe? Is there anything else more important right now? You really want to talk fast lane because I don't really want to. I, but I, I suppose I we're you're obligated. You're
1: stalling the fast lane talk <sighs> um, because you don't want to fall asleep and you don't want to put the listeners asleep. The Memphis crowd fell asleep. Um, I mean, we could talk about. I mean, the hottest debate in in the territory right now. We could talk about the 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 absolute need of New Japan Wrestling to add women to to their shows. I mean, we could do that if you want.
0: Um, <laughs> let's let's wait on I, that one.
1: You know, I, I don't really want to talk about that either. To be completely honest with you, It was just stupid and absurd. But um, you know, I, why don't we do the fast lane and get it out of the way? Let's do and, yeah, and, and and and
0: go from there. Get our WWE stuff out of the way, and then people. If you're only a WWE guy, then you can leave after this. So, it won't be too long. Uh, you had a review uh, WWE Fastlane for Fighting Spirit Magazine. I know you uh, you put out a tweet that you're having trouble even coming up with like a because re- it's so it was such a weird and I, as I'm watching it, you know everybody else in my house had fallen asleep, dogs, girlfriend, everybody was already asleep. Because I mean I don't blame them. I'm watching it and man, if I wasn't obligated to be up, I would have been falling asleep too. And there was nothing. It, it, it was one of those weird ones where there was nothing I hated, nothing I. I I, I didn't outwardly hate anything, but I didn't really like it. It was just sort of the malaise that has WWE has become.
1: It was you know? it was it was a show. It was it was a show. I don't know what else to say. It was uh you know, it up until the two main events, it was just it was just
0: And those were very good. To be fair, those were really they good. Were all right. The,
1: you know, and and but up until those two matches that is I mean, it was like watching main event. I mean, there's nothing happening. It
0: wasn't even show. a Raw. It wasn't even a Raw. And, that, like, people were making the joke about, like, you know, three-hour Raws or whatever. That was a bad Raw. Like, I would be upset if that wasn't my Raw. You know what I mean? Like.
1: Yeah, I mean, nothing was in. Well, you know, I liked the tag title match. I did like that match. The, mm-hmm. and, and, but it didn't wake up the crowd, which was. Look, I don't want to hear about the crowd was badly mic'd. Or you know, it just didn't come across on you TV. You could see them.
0: Oh Bull. you could that, see them. In the... crowd, they hey, weren't moving. Can we
1: stop making excuses for these crowds? Okay, go. You know, everyone has WWE Network. Go put on an Attitude Era show. Go on YouTube and go watch some All Japan from the early '90s. Go on New Japan World and watch some some uh, New Japan during some of their hot periods. How come none of those crowds were badly mic'd? And uh, you know, yeah, it's mean? funny how with
0: so much technology and the, the the they're so terrible at miking the crowds. They're just you know, befuddled. As to how to do Why this. Why can't so. we just
1: call a bad crowd a bad crowd anymore? I, you know, all these excuses were flying. You know, people in the building saying, oh, you know, we, you know, no, no. It was a shit crowd. If it was a good crowd, it would have came across. You know, it, it's bullshit. I,
0: I'm and so, they had every reason to be shitty, too.
1: I'm so tired of that. I, I I never want to hear that excuse again. I'm going to call people out on that. Every time I hear that, I'm so tired of that excuse that the crowd was, quote, poorly might uh, Come on. All right?
0: That's I, all. Yeah. That, a that. hot
1: crowd is a hot crowd. Okay, they're all, you could see them sitting on their hands.
0: That's what I was going to say. You, you could, nobody on in the, in the, in the hard camera side, unless on the other side, everybody was going insane on the non-hard camera side, which is usually not how it goes. But yeah, everybody on the hard camera side was, was floating uh, asleep. There it was, it was nothing. There was nobody.
1: You know what it is? Nobody knows what a hot crowd is anymore because there are no hot crowds in wrestling anymore. I mean, wh- what we call hot crowds aren't even hot crowds. You know what I mean? Like, what we call hot crowds now whether it's Osaka or, mm-hmm. or Chicago or Philly or New York, and and or Toronto or sometimes or Toronto, what we call a hot crowd aren't really hot crowds, because you can go back and and to some of the periods I just mentioned earlier, and crowds were hot from start to finish for these shows, and and they and and, and there is it, it noticeably hits you when you go back and watch these shows You're like whoa, because we haven't seen crowds like the, those crowds in a long time in wrestling. What we call hot crowds now, they're hot for certain matches. They're hot for right. finishes of matches. They're hot for certain guys. But they're not true hot crowd. I don't think we have hot crowds anymore. So nobody knows what a hot crowd is. So they make excuses for these lousy crowds like like we just had. That was a terrible crowd. Don't make excuses for it. It an awful crowd. When Stardust and Goldust came out, Neither one of those guys got any kind of reaction, like zero. It was like, dead silence for both of those. Yeah,
0: so you heard popcorn falling on the ground. I mean, you it, when Stardust, Stardust came Stardust literally
1: yeah. <laughs> had nothing, no reaction. It was like nobody was in the building. Um, so I, I, I just don't think there's there's a lot of people who don't know what a hot crowd is anymore.
0: I, I tweeted out a uh, a match uh, earlier this week, and it's one that I've seen a bunch of times. And somehow it came up on a feed again. I was just like, "Yeah, you know, if you haven't seen this, you got to see it." And it was that Kanam Express match from uh, from All Japan, many, many, many moons ago. And that's like considered like the hottest crowd ever. You know, it's 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 Kobashi, Kanam and I'm missing the who's Kobashi's teammate here. I'm why am I blanking on it? Oh, why am I blanking on who it is? I now I'm not have don't to look. Uh, you oh you've seen it. I I posit it, it's considered like the hottest. Crowd. I mean, it's it's an, an absolutely insane crowd. Uh, oh,
1: Kobashi. Wait, are you talking about uh Crawford and Fernandez versus Kabachi and Kikuchi?
0: Yes, that's it. Yeah, Kikuchi. That's oh yeah, it. yeah. Um, yeah. Just that... it up. I mean that that like I tweeted that out earlier, and I, I've seen that match numerous times. But the first time I, I mean that when you want to talk about what I mean, and that's like a crazy definition because that's like the best crowd I've ever seen in my life. But I mean that's like they are just like inaudibly loud, or like just audibly loud the entire time from the beat from bell to entrances to everything. It's just yelling and noise and screaming and stuff going on.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, that, that's known as one of the, a match with one of the hottest crowds ever. And that's from that period that had, that was probably 1992 or 19. Yeah. 1992. I think that match was, so, you know, that's the period I'm talking about in all Japan where, you know, you truly had, you know, you know, red hot crowds. And I don't, I don't think, I don't think we have that anymore anywhere. So, Um, You know, even WrestleMania crowds now, you know, I wouldn't call those hot crowds, you know, (laughs) the closest thing you come to a hot crowd these days is the raw after WrestleMania. Those are hot crowds. And the thing about those hot crowds is. Uh, you have all these people who whine about that all the all these get off my lawn types who whine about that right. crowd because they're having fun they're getting themselves over god yes. forbid a crowd has fun you
0: Yeah, know, God. <laughs>
1: you, you get all these get off my lawn guys ah, they're they're chanting ah, why aren't they yay and booing you know that drives me nuts you know how much that drives me nuts so you finally get a hot crowd and everyone's mad because Uh, You know, this isn't 1973 and they're not cheering the way people want them to cheer. So you you can't even win when you actually have a hot crowd in wrestling these days. But I mean, that's probably the closest thing to a hot crowd in wrestling is that post mania raw crowd, which I think I, I always say if you could have that crowd every week on raw. Uh, yeah, the, the product would be, it would look a thousand times hotter than. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, w- I wish that crowd would show up the raw. They need to just send that crowd the raw every week. somehow. I get, you know.
0: It, I've I've long said that WWE should just run shows in like those like those five towns that you mentioned, like you know Chicago, New York, or whatever. Because like, and, and and like, obviously, I know it's unrealistic for for a lot of reasons, but. You really, I mean, if you turn that show on, like, say you were a first-time viewer or a casual viewer, and you turned on Fastlane and you hear just crickets when you're watching, why would you want to watch any more of it? Yeah, I mean, no, like they don't understand how important that is to have a, and I guess that'll become a bigger discussion later. Is that an engaged crowd is, I mean, that that's, that's a big part of it. People want to be a part of. I mean, those attitude era crowds, and and we mentioned it too. the, The the era itself, you know, we're 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 front. Center of the people that are like, look, it wasn't very good, you know. Even when you go back and watch, it's 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 utter garbage, and don't go back and watch because you're gonna, <laughs> you know, you you forget how awful a lot of the stuff was because you were kind of lost in there. But it became an event. It became a something that you wanted to go to. I remember as a kid begging my dad, like, I have to be there. Like, look at, I mean, you look, you see that just the excitement, the 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 signs, the craziness, and you're like, I have to be. I want to be there. If you watch Fastlane, would you say, oh, mom, I can't wait to go see that? Like, is it? Oh, man. Like, Is it
1: a self-fulfilled prophecy, though? Because wh- I think when you look at Fastlane, the first two wrestlers to get any kind of a reaction were John Cena and Rusev. And those are two guys who are protected in the booking and booked well. Oh,
0: absolutely. So, no, no. I. I yeah, so
1: is the reason that these crowds are so dead are because they've been – it's like the fool me once, shame on me, fool me twice, shame on you. They're tired of getting burned. So why should they be invested in the undercard? When it doesn't matter, why should they be right. invested in Dolph Ziggler
0: or Cesaro? I don't give a shit about these guys any, because you don't give a shit about them because yeah, I mean, they're just they're just a, a blob of people trading wins back and forth. I mean, why would you why would you care about them? Who, which which guy in that undercard? You know, you look at Goldust and Stardust or whatever. I mean, they, they, how have they identified themselves in any way? You look at like even a bad news bear at Dean Ambrose. I mean, that that's that's front and center of just like unbelievable how you you destroyed Dean Ambrose is getting crazy over in the summer. He was huge. People were loving him. He was winning. All that sort of stuff was going on. Uh, <laughs> And then now he's not because he's he's in that blob. And once you're in that blob, nobody cares about you because they you don't they don't present that they care about him. You, you know, I only that, I don't blame them. I really really don't.
1: and and the thing is, not only did that match you know get no reaction like everything else on the undercard, but I really think that rubs off on the performers because that match was so dry and they didn't they didn't work hard and it wasn't a good match. And then the finish was shit, which isn't their fault. And it's like like you know they don't have the crowd to feed off of. And that really does help these guys uh, when when they have a hot crowd to feed off of, and um, you know, and and it, what really blew me away, and something I noted in the Fighting Spirit review, um, was the tag title match with the Usos against Cesaro and Kid. Here you have. Three people in that match who always get a good reaction. The Usos always get good reactions. Cesaro yeah. always gets good reactions. And Kid, ever since he's been pushed and been, you know, put with Cesaro, he's been getting good reactions. And even that match didn't get any uh, type of uh, reaction out of the crowd, which was telling to me. Once that match didn't get any kind of reaction, I knew that this card was dead, and I was worried about the main events, to be completely
0: honest with you. Yeah, no, I was too. I'm, gl- I'm glad they woke up, because I was I was very, very and they woke they-
1: up for Cena and Rusev, and, it, and yeah. at that point, it dawned on me, it was like, look, these crowds are so sick of being burned. they're They only react... To you know, the top one percent of the card that that's actually booked well and presented in a way that they sh- should be presented. I mean, can you blame them for not reacting until Cena and Rusev hit the ring? I mean, I can't.
0: No, I know. I And I said I qualified that when when we were talking about the crowds at the beginning. Is that that yeah, they actually had a reason to be dead. And these crowds that we've had, you know, in the lead up here, they're they're, they're traditionally not the greatest crowds or whatever, but. You know, we it, it it goes to our point though. If if the thing's good, a traditionally bad crowd is still gonna go crazy. You know what I mean? Like if the stuff makes sense, if it's good, because we saw this crowd was traditionally a bad crowd. Memphis using was kind of has that reputation, and they did nothing the whole card. And then those last two matches, the ones that mattered, the ones that were good, the ones that are guys that 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 have personalities that are presented well, that win, that you know, th- then they got crazy. But these—why would you? These trading win mid-card guys. Why would you get behind them? Does, who's going to cheer for now, those guys? Now,
1: does Memphis have a bad reputation? I mean, look. I think so.
0: Yeah, I, I, I from what I remember. I
1: know it's a billion years ago, and it's not really relevant. Yeah, but, but it, it was. It wasn't. Happen. It wasn't a cold crowd when
0: Lawler was headlining. No, I know. Yeah, it, it's. I think in the past few years, and someone else can kind of qualify. There's a lot of people who who really really care about this sort of stuff and and cover it. But I think I'm almost positive that Memphis, the past you know f- five to ten years or whatever, has been kind of bad but I, mean, I, I, I don't know 100%, but I, I thought I heard that from a few people. I don't keep track of that stuff. How many, so, how
1: many people do you think who were going to the Mid-South Coliseum to see those hot Memphis
0: <laughs> Zero. Zero percent.
1: You really think it's zero? All right, let's see. No, I, pro- I mean, so, I, okay. I know what I, 30 years ago. Okay. We're
0: talking 30 years ago, yeah. So how old are you when you're 30 years ago? A is prime? what
1: 85? That's kind of stretching. But let, all right, all right. So let's say 30 years ago. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say like you have to go like 83 or whatever. Like right, once you go like 83, 84, like? I mean, earlier 80s. I, I, they
1: still had their moments it, it, all the way up to the late 80s. I would say they still had their moments. Okay. So let, let's let's say 30 years ago. Okay. All right. If you were 20, you you're 50 now. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you're laughing. Yeah. How many, how many 50-year-old, how many people 50 years or older, do you think? Let's let's extend it. Maybe there was, you know, I'm sure teenagers went to those shows. How many people 45 or older, do you think were in that fast lane crowd? And out of those people who were 45 or older, how many were wrestling fans when Memphis was hot and were there to see, you know, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee have their 19th loser leaves town match? How many of those fans do you think? we in the building for Fastlane. If there were 15,000 – I don't even know how many people were in the building. If there were 15,000 people in the building, how many of those 15,000 know,
0: – Let's see what, see what our attendance number is. Uh, 16, 16, uh, 548. Right,
1: so if there was, there was 16, 5 in the building, out of those sixteen five, do you think there are 1,000 people who attended a uh, Memphis show?
0: <sighs> Man, that's
1: – Over under under 1,000?
0: I would go all under.
1: I think I'd go under
0: also. I would definitely go under. There's maybe a few grandpas here and there, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at that, I mean, that, that, uh, yeah, at the teenagers, maybe a few of them, they would have kids or whatever, they would come with. But yeah, I, I mean,
1: I mean, if you were a fan of Memphis wrestling in those days, why the fuck? Why would the fuck would you? Why watch would you this? watch this, I mean, this shit? I mean, I, mean, I mean. you know, why would you run out and buy a ticket for this crap? I mean, that, you know, it's, yeah. it's not what that's, you grew
0: up with. That's why I go way under is because if I knew that if I grew up in this, I would look at this and go, oh my god, like you, you know what I mean? Like it, it's. I wouldn't. I mean, (laughs) if I wasn't, I mean, we're doing this site now because there's a lot of wrestling. I mean, if I wasn't obligated to watch WWE at this point right now, and I think you made this point a few weeks ago, absolutely. Oh, let me tell you something. No way. way. And WrestleMania, like I told a friend the other day who was like, hey, what are you doing for WrestleMania? And I was like, I don't know. And like, it dawned on me. And I was like, you know what? If I wasn't running this website, not a fucking chance in the world that I'm watching WrestleMania this year. Zero. Uh, A little
1: early to, to, to say, but I can see where you're coming from.
0: Just nothing hooks me this year. Nothing I, I in that card, you, top to bottom. I can tell you that
1: with this pay. Why do I keep saying – say, did I say payback before?
0: Uh, No, I don't think so.
1: Right. Well, I, this Fastlane card, I can tell you, and I said it last week. If we weren't doing this website, I definitely wouldn't have watched this show. This is one of those shows where I would have – you know what I would have done? I wouldn't have watched, but I would have went back and I would have watched the last two matches because people said they were good.
0: Right, or you'd, look, you'd read a review and they say, oh, this one's good. Oh, okay. but yeah, oh.
1: I would have I watched Cena, Rusev, and the main event because those matches got good reviews mm-hmm. and I would have never watched the undercard. Oh God. Because no. yeah. it, and it would have been like one of those attitude era shows where you're always shocked that I never saw it because I wasn't interested in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I only watched like, you know, the main event or whatever. And now years later, I'm seeing some of these under, it would have been like that. I wouldn't have wasted the time watching the show, but I, you know, I would have waited for the reviews. It's because I just, there's just nothing going on in this company. But, um, I don't know. I guess we should go through match by match. Yeah,
0: let's go. Let's go match by match here. I uh, will start out first with the the thrilling, of course, The Authority, Seth Rollins, Big Show, and Kane uh, defeating Dolph Ziggler, Eric Rowan, and Ryder. Uh,
1: how bad was this?
0: <laughs> this was I so mean, awful. There was, there,
1: was, there was nothing bad with the work, per se. I mean, this was, was, just... this was six professionals out there having <laughs> a professional wrestling match, and there was nothing wrong with it. But it was, if you want to talk about a match, with absolutely no juice and nothing going on and nobody cares. Right. That was this match. I mean, and and then and then you know, there was about twenty seconds in this match where there was anything going on, and that was the Ryback hot tag. Ryback did a hot tag, cleaned house, and that was the only twenty seconds where there was anything happening in this match. And then on top of that, Big Show and Kane win the match.
0: <laughs> you got to protect them, Joe. Of course,
1: they. You win can't the have match. Big
0: Show. You can't have Big Show dropping falls, Joe. I mean, now, now in also- You're not sure when the next. I mean, and the Demon Kane is probably uh, Roman Reigns' next opponent when he wins the title. So you got to, you got to keep him strong.
1: This, this was a house show match, at the end of a tour, where they didn't feel like working hard. That's what this was.
0: This was. And we've all, everybody we've was, all
1: been to house shows and saw those matches.
0: Yeah, and even like a Seth Rollins, even he, you could tell was just like, eh, <laughs> like forget it. Like Ryback, I think was the only one here that had any semblance, like you said, and f- of, of and, fire or anything, and that was but, for twenty seconds. Yeah, and, th- and this set the stage. Once I saw this, I went, oh no, because this was a match. I was like, ah, this could be kind of good. Mm, okay.
1: And and you know, Big Show and Kane. Came- now I know this isn't any kind of hot take. <laughs> I know this isn't any kind of fresh look, but. I mean, for fuck's sake, Luke, <laughs> Luke Harper isn't on this show.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah, he wasn't. But yeah. Luke
1: Harper is a fucking goat. You can't find Luke Harper with a search party. I haven't seen Raw this week yet. I have it on the DVR, and I'm
0: oh, I don't think it was there either. I'm
1: dreading having to watch Raw. So I don't know if was, was Luke there. Harper
0: there? Yeah. When the hell is Luke Harper? Been? But th- this
1: is my point, though, and I know this isn't any kind of hot take, because <laughs> I know that there's no one who disagrees with this, but
0: there's got to be one or two people, right?
1: Why are Kane and the Big Show? In the position that they're in, and why isn't it too fresh? Why isn't it Eric Rowan and Luke Harper? Right. Why? Are well, it... you had to
0: break them up. Because, well, I, yeah. I mean,
1: why, it doesn't even have to be those. Two. <laughs> pick, pick someone else then.
0: Right. Just well, make two monsters and and get somebody else over why, for God's sake. Why sakes. isn't it
1: Baron Corbin and and Luke Harper? Why isn't it? Right.
0: They don't do anything. They don't do anything discernibly different than any other yeah, stiff big man. Yeah.
1: All they have going for them at this point is years and years of reputation. So. They have nothing... Look, Big Show is washed up, okay? He's a, he's a million pounds, he's old, and he's clearly on the back end, and and Kane is Kane, and it's like...
0: Either way, could you get excited, even if they were still, like, okay? No, because they're overexposed. Like, at this point, I mean, God, it's 2015, and they have been in this company. So what... Uh, Kane since 1997, and Big Show since 19- nineteen, and, and consistently... A major part of the program. And I'm not saying
1: saying fire them, even though at one point I was saying fire them like a couple months ago. But um, it's like I'm not saying get rid of them or anything like that. But why aren't two fresh, young, unexposed guys in that spot getting over? Why uh isn't it Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, for instance, in that role as the authority goons winning matches, uh, causing havoc? And, and getting
0: put over by the authority. And getting put
1: over by the authority. And like, why does it have to be these two? And and look, again, this isn't some hot take. Okay? No, there's no one out there disagreeing with this one. But I mean, it just it blows my mind. And 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 to exemplify it, they're beating Eric Rowan. Right. and And you can't find and they're protected, and you can't so. find Luke Harper with a fucking telescope. Like it's 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 crazy. To, it's it's crazy to me. I don't get the fascination. With these two guys, look, give them a different role. At this point, they should be the baby faces, putting over the new heels. You know what I mean? They, like they should be on the face side of this. Big Show and Kane, with their reputations, with the stock that they have, with with maybe the casual universe type fans, putting over the Luke Harpers and Eric Rowans. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the other way around, and it it just it blows your mind. It's it's and this yeah. matches. And look. This match was nothing more than a setup for the Randy Orton return. I get it, okay? I understand that it was a setup for Randy Orton to save everybody from the from the from the curb stomps. And the thing is, what's scary is with this WrestleMania card, which I don't know how it's going to do with the universe fans. I can tell you right now that the smart fans, the kind of fans that listen to our show, are are completely unenthused with the WrestleMania lineup, which we're going to get to. And go over briefly after we finish going over this pay-per-view. But the scary thing is, the Randy Orton-Seth Rollins match, I'm actually looking forward to that match more than anything at WrestleMania. Because it's like, to me, that's the the only match so far that's been rumored that can give me what I want as a fan. That has a Mm -hmm. chance to be a decent match. And I, you know, I, it's, and it, it, it's a fucking Randy Orton match. <laughs> uh, think about a that. Randy Orton match is the, ma- like, normally the Randy Orton WrestleMania match is like, you know, what was it? Three, three two or three years ago, it was Kane versus yep. Randy Orton. And Orton lost. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, right. and, and, and You know, it, 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 it he was in the three-way last year. And it's like. He never does anything I'm particularly interested in, but I'm interested in him versus Rollins for whatever reason, more than anything else so far that they've set up. So I get that this match was just to set up that match. I understand that. But it's just so baffling at this point that they continue to use Big Show and Kane in that role when they have younger, fresher, unexposed people on the roster that they could be utilizing
0: in that capacity. And
1: I got to tell you, I can't even say it's frustrating because it used to be fr- – it's past the point of frustrating. Right. It's just comical at this point.
0: Yeah, and, and to your point too is – and you sort of mentioned a little bit is that the fact that they're not being used to put those guys over either. Like, okay, so if you're going to be in these roles or whatever, at least use them to get guys – I mean, they're, no, they're protected. Like, they're the ones winning. and It's just like, okay, it, all right, it show whatever. It should beat
1: Roman Reigns on Raw three weeks ago. <laughs> right,
0: that's what I mean. Like, what was the point even- of
1: that? <sighs> I still don't understand why the-
0: that is one of the more baffling. Yeah, I, I don't know. what That was like a, somebody lost a bet or something. I, I don't
1: know. I, I thought it was going to be the impetus to a Roman Reigns turn at some
0: point. And it wasn't. Yeah, but it, I mean, it probably was in that hour that Vince McMahon decided it was going to be. No, you, you're right. Who
1: knows what their thought process was. And then
0: an hour and a half later, he was like, what deal turn? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, ugh. Can you imagine being in the writer's room with that guy right now? I can't. I, I... like. Like watching the show, I mean, you can just tell the manic like week by week. It's just nothing related. Like like he doesn't I, – I don't know. I, I mean it, it's not a hot – like you said, not a hot take. Well, We're not let me ask you a right question. Now, but why, like, do
1: they, why does that company have writers to begin with? Because it's, I don't know. Because it's basically a room full of people
0: pitching to him. Pitching to
1: him. And then he ultimately <laughs> he does what he wants anyway. So basically here's yeah. what it is. It's a room full of people. And Vince waiting for someone to tell him what he wants to hear. Yes. Well, why doesn't Vince just skip the middle man and tell I everybody else what he wants? It's like, cause why that's, employ that's
0: these what people? his dad did. His dad did wrestling. He does. I don't know. Why,
1: why even employ these people? <laughs> if you're just waiting for them to say, to, to <laughs> confirm what you want to do, like that, that's what doesn't make sense to me. Like it, it seems, it seems like it seems redundant. Doesn't it? Like, like I wouldn't like, I think I think of my place of work. I don't employ four people to work underneath me to give me ideas until I hear the thing I'm going to do anyway. Like I wouldn't employ those people and waste that money. It doesn't make sense.
0: I <laughs> I, I, I can't even. I don't know.
1: I mean, yeah. and and the undercard stuff, which he <laughs> the undercard stuff, which presumably he doesn't care about isn't exactly you know th- those aren't exactly the hottest angles uh that we've seen ever so it's not like these people are coming up with fantastic ideas for the undercard i mean you know uh the page storyline is that she's pale i mean this it, it right. isn't yeah. the most creative stuff uh you know but i don't know what what was match number two on this fantastic
0: uh that was show? the fantastic gold dust v- defeating stardust okay match that i have a li- i had to check my audio to make sure my tv didn't explode because i wasn't hearing anything
1: Oh, it was just—it was badly mic'd, Rich. It was—it was a red hot crowd. I know. But um, I have a lot to say about this match. I have—I have, I have more—I—I I have more to say about this match than the length of the match.
0: So- yeah, which went uh, eight fifty-five. So here, you know what? Let me let me—we'll do this experiment. <clears throat> let me grab my uh, my trusty timer. We did this for uh, something not too long ago. Okay.
1: Right. This.
0: I will do. Oh, sorry. Uh, we'll do we'll do eight minutes. I'll have an alarm go off at eight minutes. All right, and go. Right, so
1: we talked about how. Stardust got maybe the worst reaction I've heard on a WWE pay per view, maybe ever, because he got no- he got nothing coming out.
0: I've never, yeah, I was. That's I had to go to my TV, like I said, I, I turned the volume up because I was just nothing. I have
1: to go back I and I have to see if Scott Casey got an introduction on that Survivor Series, <laughs>
0: because I think he was already in the ring. He may have but... already
1: been in the ring. That team may have already because they didn't always do introductions on the Survivor Series shows, but. I would imagine that his reaction, he probably even got some token cheers. Okay. Stardust got nothing. He didn't get a single boo or cheer from any go, people. I'm not making this up. If you didn't watch this show, or if you did watch this show and you think I'm uh, exaggerating, I've never heard a non-reaction like this on a WWE pay-per-view before. No one gave a single fuck about Stardust. And honestly, why the hell would they? That is, yeah, well, again, that is yeah. such a terrible gimmick. It hasn't worked. It's gotten worse by the week. and, they blew this 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 brother-brother feud by about two years. They mistimed this by about two years, okay? Yes, I know they had a bunch of, of good matches uh, during that time frame. They could have done it last year. They could have done it two years ago, but they and, – and and I don't see where there's going to be room for this at WrestleMania, so they're not even going to be able to get it onto the WrestleMania card anyway. So it, they totally mistimed this feud. It would have been much better served done uh, during a different time period, okay? Okay. Goldust gets no reaction coming out either. Nobody cares about... The brother-brother feuds always have trouble getting over. We all know that. This one is completely not... and They just don't care, okay? So they work this eight-minute match, right? And the story of the match is... Goldust, the big brother doesn't really want to be fighting his little brother and he doesn't <laughs> want to hurt him. So he's kind of going half speed. He's trying to use wrestling holds as opposed to punches and get, he doesn't want to hurt his little, we've all been, Well, it's that- got the
0: cool story. It's got the great story too of uh, Goldust gold wants his brother to stop being a character and stop being a, you know, a, a, a guy with face paint. That's really wild and weird. Yes. So, and he, I- which unfortunately gold if you uh, watch the match or, or are familiar with gold is a weird guy who wears face paint, right? And and he didn't do as I say, not as I do. So right,
1: and he didn't want to hurt him. So, but the whole that whole story of the match did not get over with the crowd. Okay, either the crowd didn't understand, or more than likely, they just didn't give a fuck about the match, and they nothing they did was gonna go. But but here's what I hate, and this is something I've been pounding home on Twitter for the last couple of months. Stardust takes control in this match. Okay, none of his heel heat is he. You know, they're in the heat segment of the match. We're supposed to be putting heat on the face. None of it's getting over. The crowd doesn't care about anything they're doing, so what does Stardust do? He locks on the patented WWE heel rest hold. Okay.
0: The old side headlock. Okay.
1: Which goes to show that whatever they're doing, and you know, this is what they're teaching them in NXT. It is what they're teaching these guys to do. Cody Rhodes is a product of their system, one thousand percent, and he doesn't know how to work. A lot of the guys on this roster don't know how to work, and the other thing is. It's almost as if these guys are, you know, they, they get with the agent, they lay out the match, and and, it's, and, and, and and part of it's not their fault because I know that they're taught not to deviate from the layout of the match, which is a major problem. because in a match like this, where the crowd wasn't into what they were doing, I don't want to come off sounding like to get off my long guy that I was just ripping 10 minutes ago, but 20 or 30 years ago, or even 15 years ago, you know they wouldn't have stuck with that plan. They
0: right, you gotta you gotta you gotta work on the fly. Okay, it's not working here. They would have done let's, something let's call
1: else it. and tried. Right. They would have picked either picked up the pace, or done. Here's two things you can do when you've lost the crowd: pick up the pace, or 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 somebody hit a real big high impact move. You know what I mean? Have the fit. Have Goldust hit. You know, one of his forty-five-year-old hurricanrana's that always get the crowd going, or have him hit a big, you know, power slam or something—a big, do something stiff to wake the crowd up. You know what I mean? But it's—they don't do that anymore, and and it shows you the the mindset of a guy like Cody Rhodes, who everyone tells me is this tremendous worker.
0: Oh, that I wanted okay. to get to that too. Uh, that that's what, that's my I, larger I, I, point of I'm, about I'm
1: this, challenging anybody. I challenge anybody listening to this to name me three great Cody Rhodes matches. Yep. Do it. I want to hear why what what this guy's a great worker. Give me
0: that's give me I, three I,
1: I, great Cody Rhodes matches. And don't don't give I'm me a, your tag I, matches. Give me three <laughs> great Cody Rhodes matches. I want to hear what, these great matches that Cody Rhodes has had over the years that make this guy a great worker. Is there a more average guy on the roster? And Cody Rhodes, the guy's the definition of mediocre. And let me tell you something, okay? It, that match, whatever they were doing, wasn't getting over. What did he do? He slapped on, on the WWE heel rest hold. Yep. You think that got over? That never gets over. That, Worse
0: yet, he's a babyface. <laughs> That's the that, other, Or no, well, I mean, not technically. He's yeah, no, there. I, I. That no, he's yeah. I. I yeah, that sorry.
1: never, ever, 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 ever gets over. Watch Raw every week. Watch Superstars every week. Watch main event every week. Watch Smack Well, don't watch SmackDown because everything's over on SmackDown, okay? Uh, because it's it's fucking piped in heat, right? You you watch any of these shows, and these heels go to this rest hold, and it never generates any heat. And then people, oh, these dopes, these idiots on Twitter, argue with me and tell me that that's quote good heel work. No, it isn't, idiot. No, it isn't, you dope. Because it, it because it does it, – how can it be good heel work if the fans don't care? The whole point right. of that spot is to get the fans behind the baby face. So the baby fa- to get the ba- – so the fans get into it, so the baby face breaks the hold. The fans never get into that spot, and they haven't for years. And they keep working that spot, and it drives you nuts. In 1985, that spot worked. Turn on your little network, okay? Watch any of those old house shows in, in in the vault or whatever the hell they call it, okay? Go to that little section. Turn on your little house show from 1987, 1986, 1985. Put on any one of them. Watch any one of those mid-card matches, and they're all worked the same way. Watch the heel. Throw on the side headlock or his rest hold of choice, okay? And then listen to the
0: crowd. Get well, that's, that's what I've – in my NXT reviews, I shout, you know what? Okay you want to do the transitional heel rest holder, whatever. God, can we do another one besides the side headlock on on any, on a given episode of NXT, you will get in, in four matches. You'll get four long, like, two-minute side headlock spots. It, 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 like, but, it, but the, can I please but the get another is, one? Can I get never, an abdominal never, stretch? Can I get something? But that's,
1: but no matter what it is, it never meets its intended purpose. You, you right. go back and watch these old matches, you can't complain about that spot because the crowd always got into it. The crowd got behind the baby face, and then the baby face would start to fight out of it, and then what the heel would do is, is, you know, they would do the tease, and then they'd go right back to the hold, and then the fans would get behind it again. And then you know what the heel would do? Because the heel you know calls the match, and those, I don't know well, who the fuck calls a match anymore? I have no idea who's calling these matches. I don't, know, I don't because these matches are terrible. I don't know who, I don't know how they structure these matches anymore. Okay? But the heel would call the match in those days and they would keep teasing it and keep teasing the crowd until. It was just the right moment for the babyface to finally break the hold. And then he would make the big babyface come back, and then he'd either win the match or get cut off and lose. And that was the, that was the basic match structure of all these House for Imagine. Well, they do that now, but it's now 2015. It's not 1985 anymore, okay? Crowds are more sophisticated now, and fans these days want action. They want action, Rich. They don't want rest holds, and they don't respond to that anymore. It's time to change the way you think. It's time to change the way you work. OK, and to show you this great worker, Cody Rhodes was one of this great worker. OK, he's working a match where nothing is over. OK, you can hear a fucking pin drop because. Well, it's also. Cody what, what's Rhodes silly is so, too is... Hold on. Cody Rhodes oh, is ahead. so great of a worker that you can hear a pin drop. And what does great worker Cody Rhodes do? He slaps on the side headlock, which is never over and isn't going to help the match get over. And, and it just it takes the crowd down another notch. So keep telling me this guy is great. OK, and every time you tell me this guy is great, go back and watch that match from Fastlane and watch him work the crowd into a coma, into a coma. And they tell me this guy is great. He doesn't have a clue. And a lot of it's not his fault because that's how they teach these guys to work. Yeah. Change the plan. Do I- something on the fly for once. Get the crowd right. into it. Speed it up. And then when I say speed it up, I got guys telling me, oh, that's a rookie mistake. Well, again, this is in 1973. Fans want action. Maybe that was a rookie mistake in 1973 to speed it up. Maybe Nick Bockwinkle, when people booed him because he was boring them to death, maybe he put the guy back in the hold and held him there uh, to, to spike the crowd, and maybe that worked in 1973. But in 2015, that shit doesn't work people because people yeah. are going to look down on their cell phones, or uh, we've got technology, i have got everything else, we've got a million other things to get people's attention. People want action. They want action. I don't want to hear about this shit. Oh, well, you know, it's not up to the crowd to dictate. Bullshit. This is the (laughs) entertainment business. This is the entertainment business, and you're there to entertain the people who bought a ticket. It is up to the crowd to dictate what goes on in that ring. This isn't 1973, and this is the only this is the only form of entertainment where some of these fans think that it's it's it, w- where the performers are allowed to spite the crowd. Where do we get this mindset? Where do we have this mindset from? Where the perform where it's okay for the performers to spite the crowd?
0: Yeah, I- <laughs> wow, uh,
1: yeah, chant "This is boring" at Nick Bockwinkle and see what he would do. Well, Nick Bachweinkel a fucking idiot. Then if 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 he's if if he's intentionally spiting the crowd, you're there to entertain him. Okay, maybe that worked in his day. It ain't gonna work now. People want action. They want action. Don't tell me about Cody Rhodes being a great worker. Get lost. Cody Rhodes stinks.
0: And that's that. That's what I tweeted out when 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 this match it was it was Monday I think and I, and I kind of brought that up because I I was reading other people's reviews and everyone saying oh you know Cody's Cody's a great worker he's one of the underrated guys on this roster and all this sort of stuff and why is he just not over nothing gets you know oh it's been you know he's done this and he's done this and it just doesn't seem to get over and it's like okay the guy has had what now four or five different incarnations of what Cody Rhodes is and nobody has cared about any of them maybe it's time to say huh you know what maybe he isn't underrated Cody, maybe he's just not any good what
1: Cody Rhodes is. Cody Rhodes Rhodes is the guy who if they released him – and they won't because his name is Rhodes. Let's face it. This guy wouldn't even be in this company if his father wasn't who he was. He wouldn't even be here in the first place. He's he's a non-entity. He's mediocre. But he's the kind of guy who if he got cut tomorrow and got booked by PWG, he'd get booed out of the building. You know why? Because he can't work. He can't work. He knows one way. He was taught in this company and knows one way. He'd go into PWG like Curt Hawkins and try to work that way, and he'd get booed out of the building. He'd he he'd get booked in all around the indies, and every time he went to a work rate Indy or somewhere where he went, and he didn't know what to do, and threw on his side headlock, he'd get booed out. Of, he's that guy, and we've all seen those guys who get cut from WWE and they have to adjust to a, a faster style where fans want action. He doesn't get over in WWE and he wouldn't get over on the indies. That's what he, that's, that's who Cody Rhodes is. Yeah. He knows what he was taught that system.
0: Which is what's funny too, is you're bringing up that discussion about, you know, what, what the story of this match was and how he does a side of headlock. By the way, you, you passed the time like three minutes ago about <laughs> the, the time of the match. Um, you, you were talking about how it was, that was kind of the story of the match is that, you know, the brother didn't want to, you know, whatever we know that we know what built up to this match or whatever, you know, Stardust turning on Goldust. That's the thing I have with the side of headlock thing too, is like, okay it doesn't match with the story at all like Stardust is this guy who's who's really pissed off at his brother because he's trying to change him his brother's trying to not hurt him or whatever so Cody decides uh head, you know what I mean like it's just that's the stuff that they just don't think about anymore there's not those little things anymore yeah, that, that matter it's, it's, it's Cody just like Rhodes is
1: a great worker Rich he's great
0: right and that's what I mean like that if if you want to really play the story that it should be and that's another reason a lot of times these matches don't get over too is because these guys have these characters and they have these stories and then they go out there and they just have a template match and it's just like well that doesn't match doesn't matter with anything that's why that I, I remember, uh, you know, a few years ago, it was TLC, I think. It was that Shield, uh, Daniel Bryan and Kane, uh, and Ryback match. Uh, you remember that one from 2000, uh, the late 2012.
1: Yeah, I know what you're about, yeah.
0: A great match, because what it was, it was so much, the Shield didn't go out there and say, you know what, guys, we got to work WWE, so let, let's go in there, we'll do some headlocks to start off, we'll do this, we'll transition here, Kane will get some heat on me. They fucking, every, the match started, and guys just started brawling, because it was like, here's this renegade group of three dudes, that, that are different and they're, they're, they come through the crowd, they fight through the crowd, they brawl, they use tables, they use this sort of stuff, and they use that. They didn't say, okay, guys, let, let's, you know, hey, let's, we got to do, we'll, we'll do that later. We'll do that at the end of the match, but we got to do the, you know, we got to do five minutes of the, the basic stuff. Bell rang. let's go and it was different, and everybody kind of woke up and went, oh, geez, that was really good, because it was in this match, you talk about this, and we're, we're, we're spending way too much time, but it's more of a microcosm of everything, is that you look at, you know, Cody Rhodes is is upset that his brother turned on him, or, or, or upset that his brother decided he should, you know, change his oh, life. Cody so is, he beats he, him he's up. He's nuts. Cody Rhodes is nuts. Well, he's nuts. Well, he's not. Okay, so he's nuts, so he's so nuts that he's going to slowly it, transition. Headlong. That's what I mean. Like, let let's think of the psychology of that, too, where people are shouting at, oh, that's the psychology of wrestling. No, it's fucking not. The psychology of wrestling is playing up the story and playing up your character and doing all that sort of stuff. The psychology of wrestling isn't inherent psychology of wrestling or what people think psychology of wrestling is. It matters based off the match. Every match should feel and look and and have a different feel to it.
1: And you know what the other thing is, Rich? It's not that they never got the crowd into the match. It's that they never did anything different to try to get the crowd into the no,
0: match. No, there was nothing. It was, I, okay, here's our, pl- yeah. our eight-minute plan. Let's do it. Okay, done. And, that,
1: yeah. and that's what kills me. You know. And it's like if they had changed things up or, 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 or went to a different pace or, or Goldust took control, I mean, I know that guy knows how to get over. It's like they stuck to that shitty plan to the bitter right. end, and you know what? I don't know if they're to blame. Or the agent is, to, or the, or the agent is to blame, or this.
0: Yeah, they just don't want to ruffle any feathers. or Yeah, like, whatever. or this, oh, system, who cares, this yeah. whole
1: system is to blame. It's
0: the system. I. Think.
1: I don't. I don't know who to blame. Here's what. I, I think it's here, I, I do think it's a systemic. Here's what place. I know. Here's what I know, though. I know that Cody Rhodes couldn't work his way out of a paper bag if you took him out of this system. That's what I know, because this is yeah. all he knows. Right. And and this is what he's been taught from day one. And this was, you know, it's it's almost like, you know. I, I mean, I mean, I mean, shit, you're not getting over, okay? This is the big feud that you've been waiting to do for three years, okay? There's limited spots on the WrestleMania card. You would think that these two guys would have switched gears and done something to, get, to try to get over. And then mm-hmm. and then at that point, if they would have tried something different and still hadn't gotten over, well, then you could just say, well, you know what? It wasn't meant to be tonight. With nothing we could have done with, with this crowd was going to get over because they just don't care about us. And they don't care about this, but they didn't even try. They did nothing different. They're slapping on the the the, the heel side headlock, which, by the way, never gets heat anymore. Look, if that spot got heat, look, I I'd never, I I'd have never loved that spot. But you couldn't complain about it in 1985 because it worked. It it got the intended result. If something gets the intended result, what can you do? it, 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 it they're 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 doing they they're doing what they're you know if it works it works you can't complain about it I didn't like any of Hulk Hogan's matches during the Hulkamania era either because they were the same formulaic bullshit he'd take a beating for seven minutes he'd Hulk up he'd hit the boot and the leg drop and win I was dozing off as a twelve year old but you know what it was fucking over like you can't complain it worked who can blame the guy who can right. blame the guy for for being lazy and working that way because he was over and he was making millions of dollars it works if it
0: works it works if it
1: works it works okay
0: and that's that we'll get into that later I think it's a big microcosm. Of the company as a whole. If it works these days, I mean they, they don't they don't subscribe to that anymore. But so
1: you can't you can't <laughs> tell me that these that these heel rest holds are good heel, it's only good heel work if it works. If the fans don't react, it's shitty heel work. Why is that so hard for people to understand? That spot is not a good spot if the fans sit on their hands. You're just taking you're losing their attention. And in today's world, it doesn't take much to lose people's attention.
0: right and i think that's we all have ADHD we all have it right i mean there's no way to escape and i think that's that's a point you brought up earlier that that i thought was a larger point because there's going to be those people that we're going to hear and they're going to say well you know what do you want them to just make michael bay movies and just every second is a move or whatever we're not saying that at all but you have to realize that we're in a generation now
1: i'm going to counter that argument in about 15 minutes when we get to the cena rusev
0: match right which was that which was to an extent but yeah well yeah but that's it's and you mentioned you brought it up we have phones we have this we have that I mean, there's so many distractions now that and, and every sport is kind of dealing with it to an extent that like, look, we need to sort of worry about the downtime, like prolonged periods of downtime in this generation, whether it's right or wrong or you agree or, or you know, I hate it or whatever. It's a fact. And the fact that if you spend seven minutes of your match stalling and doing nothing and and sitting on your hand, I mean, the crowd's not going to react. Why would they react?
1: And they're, they're not going to react, especially if you're not over. You might even right. be able to get away. You might be able to get away with that shit if you're over. You,
0: you, right or you, right. these
1: two guys, obviously, you—they know, should have—they known—they knew in their with their entrances that they weren't over that night, and they stuck to that shitty plan. It's just—and you want to tell me Cody Rhodes is a great work? Get lost. Well,
0: I have here, I, Joe. I have a list. Uh, CageMatch.net uh, does a a great little kind of rating system that they have where people can rate matches.
1: Where's all these Cody Rhodes four star matches? Yeah, so it's
0: it's it's a one out of ten scale. So they they do it out of one out of ten. Um, I'm going to give you. <laughs> there's not many to choose from. These are all of the Cody Rhodes matches that got over five in the cage match rating. I mean, five so is,
1: five is right in the middle.
0: Five's mediocre. Yeah, five's not good. You you sevens, you know, that's when you start getting into the bright green, and obviously I, and
1: yes. I don't want to hear about tag matches with his
0: brother where his brother did all the work. Right. So I, I'm I'm going strictly because there's a lot of little tag matches, and and, and this gets kind of clouded too, because you have like money in the banks and Royal Rumbles or whatever. So so what I did is I stripped all those out and I looked at just singles. I don't matches. want those the, tag matches, Rich. I
1: Gold Dust carry his ass in those matches. I don't want him, I don't want those matches.
0: What about Ted DiBiase Jr. when he carried him during the Legacy? Well, I'll—you're
1: I'll, not going to find any with DiBiase Jr., but I'll listen to if you got some.
0: No, 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 no. I'm going strictly singles matches here because I think that's that to me is a true sense. Unless he, unless you're going to argue with me that he's an elite tag team worker, which uh, okay. Um, <laughs> here's these great, great, great. So there's 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 plenty to choose from here. We well, you have. You know what's uh, scary?
1: He's a better tag worker than singles worker. Is what's scary.
0: Right, what which mean? is not good. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have November first, two thousand eleven. Him versus Randy Orton. Do you remember that one? What, what show? I I need. That, that was for uh, random SmackDown. It was a street I, fight on SmackDown.
1: Which I have no clue. I don't.
0: Yep. I, okay. Probably didn't even see uh, it to be honest with you. Here's, here's another one that that got a uh, six point four seven. So that's his highest uh, cage match rated singles so match. Hold
1: on a second. That's his highest rated cage yep. match singles match ever. Mm-hmm. Six point four out of ten. Yep. And mm-hmm. that's fan ratings, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, and and I don't know the numbers. Obviously, the people, well,
1: obviously, the people in our Twitter feed aren't voting in that because all all I'm hearing about is how Cody Rhodes is a great worker.
0: Yeah, he's underrated and all that stuff. Okay, here's another one. Uh, We have uh, May 1st, 2011 versus Rey Mysterio. That got a 6.5 or a 5.67, sorry, 5.67. That was on Extreme Rules 2011.
1: That's his second highest rated singles match.
0: Was I at that show? Is that the one? No, it was the one in Tampa, not Chicago. Okay.
1: That's his second highest rated singles
0: match. That's the second highest. Okay.
1: What's his highest rated Meltzer singles match of all time?
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, that's it for the uh over five. So there's he's two
1: He's got two matches ever. Yeah. And Cage match, they vote on everything.
0: Well, because this is this is Meltzer's one. He gave three and uh three and three quarters for okay, that vote. So he's, he's
1: never had a four star match. No. via Dave Meltzer, and he's never had a match rated over six and a half by the fans on Yeah. K-
0: his, oh. his only four-star matches here. I'll go real quick and, and counting tags or whatever. Um, I'm not counting. There's a Royal Rumble and there's three Money in the Banks. I'm not, I'm not counting those, obviously. Uh, we have Goldust and Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins this is from um, October 2013. And then we have a, uh, a three-way tag with uh, Rhodes, Goldust, Usos, and then Reigns and Rollins. Those are the only two four-stars that are not Money in the Banks or Royal Rumbles, so... Yeah. <laughs> Underrated. All
1: right. Can we move on? I mean, hey, if we're
0: missing some, that's fine. Send yeah, us the, like your, said, your I, favorite I, Cody yeah, Rhodes. I want to
1: hear what these great Cody Rhodes are. Give me links too. I want to know what these great, I got the network. Tell me where to watch these great Cody Rhodes matches. I want to see them.
0: All right. So we'll move on to fast lane. Cause that's what we were actually talking about here. I'll uh, the tag match. We we'll just talked a little bit about Tyson Kidd and Cesaro uh, defeating the Usos to win the tag team titles. Uh, I enjoyed this. It was, it was, it was solid. That's about it. it. It, it. I, I had pretty high expectations. I don't know if it met those, but it, it was okay.
1: I went three and a quarter. I thought it was a good match. I thought this was a match where the crowd really brought it down. You have, you mm-hmm. have matches where the crowd brings them up. You have matches where the crowd brings them down, and the crowd really dragged this match down. I thought the work was better than the reactions they were getting. Uh, the crowd. It, it was almost like the crowd wanted to react to this match, but they never got all the way there. And. Um, But I I did think that they worked hard and everyone did work hard. And I like the finish. I like that the heels won. Essentially, they won clean. I mean, you had a little bit of uh, distraction uh, at the end, but by WWE standards, this was a clean heel win.
0: It was as clean as you're going to get.
1: And I am not of the Jim Ross school of thought where if the heel doesn't cheat, then why then he's not a heel. I don't believe in that again, I think that's old school thinking. I think heels are heels for their attitudes more than their actions. I think the best heels are heels because of their attitudes and, and not because of their, at- you know what I mean when I say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, got you. Yeah. And I think we've learned, I, you know, if MMA has taught us anything, it's, you know, it's, you're a heel because of who you are or who you present yourself to be more than, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, your Chael ins and your Nick Diaz's, you know, they're assholes. Heels are assholes. They're not necessarily cheaters. You know what I mean? To me, a heel doesn't have to hold the tights to be a heel. He just needs to be right. a dick.
0: <laughs> Yeah, like a guy like Kevin Owens in NXT is a is a great example right now of, of of and you know he's getting some cheers here and there, but I think overall the way he's being presented, you know that crowd's gonna gonna do that regardless. But the way he's being presented is great. heal. he's a total asshole and he has no remorse for dest- you know killing his friend because he just wanted to. I mean, he doesn't even see the issue in it. He's just like, well, I, you know, that's how I wanted the title. I want to win money. Sure. You know, yeah. once I win, I get money. So I don't care. Yeah. I, I killed my friend, and I don't know where he's at, and he's maybe hurt. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean the basic principles of pro wrestling, yeah. you're always going to remain, but the but uh, you know the subtleties uh, do progress and change over time, and I think people get stuck in the past far too often. I think people can be heels based on their attitudes, and here's yeah. the other thing too. Naturally, though, if 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 a guy's a dick and he's a heel, but he's winning his matches clean, he's going to start to get some cheers. But who cares? So what? As long then as he's, he's then, over.
0: You know, he gets enough cheers, then okay. he's a face. Right. Okay. And then
1: when he starts getting cheer, exactly. You've made my next point. When he started, when those cheers start to be, you know, overwhelming and, 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 and to the booze, well, you got yourself a hot baby face. Isn't that how this works? Isn't this how it's supposed to work? <laughs> I thought so. I thought so, so I mean, Joe. Who cares? I mean, why? You know, I hear people say, oh, well, then he'll get cheer. So what? <laughs> the baby faces don't even get cheered anymore. At least someone will yeah, be cheered. At this point, cheered. who
0: cares? If the crowds say anything, let's, let's use mean, it. I mean, for
1: fuck's sake, at least someone will be getting cheered. Thank God Brock Lesnar gets some cheers. Roman Reigns sure isn't. I mean, God, I mean, why? Who cares? Can we get out of 1970 ever? Ah, oh, I'm just, I'm in a mood now, Rich.
0: Uh, you are, I could tell. So let's uh, let's let's try to get you out of that mood. Nikki Bella defeating Paige. Another total
1: change. nothing match. Just so
0: bad. It could bad. have been on
1: main event. It could have been on Raw. It could have been on Superstars. A complete no- nothing match. I have nothing else to add.
0: Yeah, this is awful. Yeah, I I don't want to. it I. Nah, I yeah, Hashtag terrible. give
1: Divas a chance because this was yeah. nothing. This was not good at all.
0: And they were they uh, were not in the death spot. And believe it or not, the crowd did not react. Still, still. Oh,
1: I was told that the only reason that, that oh, is never, it, never mind never mind. I, I let's that's that's okay. that's totally for another podcast.
0: Yes, okay. Not one that we do though, right? You're going on another show.
1: Yeah, I, I won't drag you down into my abyss. <laughs> I don't
0: care. It's fine. All right, so then we had the IC title match, Bad News Barrett defeating Dean Ambrose by disqualification. Good. God. And then Ambrose decided to beat him up and just take the title anyway. So,
1: yeah, I mean, we talked about
0: we can't have him win. We just have to have him carry the title forever.
1: I mean, neither one of these guys worked particularly hard. They probably, you know, it's a combination of two things. Number one, the crowd was dead for the entire thing. And number two, they probably knew that the finish blew. I mean, these are human beings. These aren't, you know, these aren't robots out there programmed to perform. I mean, these are human beings. If if, if they, they know that they have a shitty finish. It's gonna, you know, it may it may reflect in their work, especially when the crowd's not into it either. I mean, they're, are yeah. they're, you gonna go out there and kill yourself when you know the crowd doesn't give a fuck and when you know you're just gonna let the crowd down anyway? And and you know, the, you know, before I said the first time the crowd reacted on this show was for the Cena-Rusev match. That's a lie. The first time the crowd reacted on this show is when they booed the finish of this match.
0: Yeah, they they really there was some vitriol there for sure.
1: So. I mean, shitty finish. We've talked at length about Ambrose. You wrote a long article on the website, which you, I guess, were too humble to plug or forgot that you wrote. I did. Uh, you? Oh, you did plug it?
0: No, I didn't plug it. But yeah, the Dean Ambrose cool yeah. down. I just I basically looked at his win-loss record. You know, relative to Reigns, and 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 it was my theory, and I, I think it's it's played out pretty well. Is that they and we we talked about it on the podcast too during the summer and during the fall that I think WWE was legitimately worried that he was going to be in the Daniel Bryan role at the Royal Rumble. I mean, the guy and people laugh at that now, knowing where he's at. Dude was over like crazy. He was huge when he came back from that movie, gigantic, and he was winning a lot. He was nine and one when Reigns was out, and he was the the. And then Reigns comes back in the build of Royal Rumble, and he just loses all the time. He's he's in the the Bray Wyatt feud, who I called you know the the. The Heat Destroyer, Bray Wyatt, because it was it was perfect, because it worked to a charm. The Eater of Heat. Yes, Dean Ambrose. Uh, nobody cared about him anymore because he was doing magic tricks and being weird, and 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 now you know he's in this spot now, and and nobody could care less. I mean,
1: yeah, they really, they really, uh, they really destroyed the momentum they had going with the guy, and and listen i can't really debate your theory you could be absolutely right that they were afraid they were going to have that same dynamic you could
0: totally be right but luckily so they they, they destroyed dean Amber so we wouldn't play the dan o'brien role and then everything was fine with the royal Rumble because they didn't have a dan o'brien so it's, it's yeah. they're, they're so smart when they do that stuff Joel. brilliant company they think ahead of time and they, they get stuff done they're like you know what we can't have somebody taking over the rumble again we you know we have this idea and we need to let it go clean and not have the fans turn on it and by golly, they did. So yeah,
1: well, you know, this is a Vinny Mac. This you need all those writers in the room to come up with this with
0: this great <laughs> Vinnie stuff. Mac. What a genius! So, uh, so any. I have some breaking news here in a little bit about the IC title. It's it's fitting enough, um, and I guess it talks to our, our, our WrestleMania point. Uh, there was some intrigue about you know how they're going to build. Um, there's been some SmackDown spoilers if you care about SmackDown spoilers. Uh, Dana O'Brien's in the uh, IC title hunt these days. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> yes. OK, um, and and there was sort of there was there was being bandied about of, hey, what are they going to do here? Multi-man match. Uh, WWE just sent out a text uh, that the Intercontinental title will be defended in a multi-man ladder match at WrestleMania.
1: Multi-man ladder match. What, did they announce the participants? Although we could probably uh, they did not figure say. it out. It just
0: says it's... you can kind of get them right now. It's going to be Ambrose. It's going to be our truth It's going to be Dolph Ziggler, probably. It'll probably be. Daniel Bryan, like, I mean, you can pretty much figure out. It doesn't say who, doesn't say how many, but it just says Intercontinental Champion Bad News Barrett will defend his title in a multi-man, a uh, multi-superstar, I apologize, superstar ladder match at WrestleMania 31. So
1: so Daniel Bryan has gone from winning two <laughs> matches in New Orleans and being the focal point of WrestleMania 30 to being in the, essentially the Money in the Bank ladder, ladder, yes. ladder match spot where they just throw all of the guys who are, too over to leave off of the show, but not over enough to be in, you know what I mean? Like the, any spot that man. he's in, he's in the mid card mafia now In, in he's no in no the matter Shelton matter Benjamin. Role. Yes. It's like with, with those guys. Now, listen, I, here's the crazy thing. And I know you agree because you tweeted something similar and took a lot of heat for it. Um, I don't mind him being moved down the card because, no, not at all. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of getting sick of the guy anyway. and he, And I really think. He needs to be moved away from all things authority and all – you know what I mean? And it's like
0: – Yeah, I want him out of that main event picture as soon as possible. Nothing good is going to come of that. Yeah. We, we've had it. We've tried. It's been a year and a half. We've tried. It's been two years. God, he's, he's, and it's just, not It's not going to happen. He's not going
1: to be the guy until the guy in charge dies.
0: So and, let's not – And, it. and yeah, it's like –
1: and maybe in this role, he could have those workhorse mid-card matches and and at least give us something to, to – If
0: you remember when he was the U.S. Championship uh, champion, were there were a lot of those. The, he had some – good matches against CM Punk. He had a lot of really good U.S. title matches. It was that that kind of SmackDown era, two thousand, you know, like early 2011, late 2010-ish area. It was good. I mean, it was fun. There was some different dynamics. That's when he was sort of doing the AJ Lee thing or whatever. That's fine. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> At this and we've point, been
1: saying he needs a fresh coat of paint. Yeah. It's, and it's, he badly needs a fresh coat of paint. So, you know, give him a chance to do something a little different. I don't, I don't really, I honestly, I don't even, it doesn't bother me. So, yeah, but yeah. And this, and, but you know, the, the Barrett Ambrose match, you know, just, just, just shit. I mean, um, maybe, maybe, I mean, other than the Diva match, which just might as well have not existed, you know, maybe the least enjoyable thing on the card because of how crappy the finish was. Uh, So, Yeah.
0: All right, let's get to the good parts of this card here. We had uh, Rusev, the U.S. champion, uh, defeating John Cena by ref stoppage.
1: Okay, so I've been waiting for you to get to this because for the people who say that, you know, I want everything to be an action movie and don't – okay, the pacing in this match, I I don't know how you saw it, but the pacing in this match was tremendous. I mean – and this was the antithesis of the pacing that Rusev normally excels in. Rusev really excels in those you know, six to eight minute violent sprints. Uh, The kind of matches we've seen him have with Big E, with Jack Swagger, with people like that. These six to eight minute matches that have worked at a frenetic pace and are are violent and stiff. That's usually where he excels. Where Rusev has struggled early on in his career is when he's been in longer matches. Yeah, the
0: long drawn WWE style main event. Yeah, where
1: he struggled. Where he has struggled with being, uh, with, with the long heel control period is something that he has struggled with. His worst match was his TV match with Roman Reigns where you had these two guys who were relatively green by WWE standards having a long television match and neither one of them had any idea what to do. And it was ugly. And that's why I was kind of worried about this match with Cena because we all know that if Cena's in there with the wrong guy, he can have a real stinker of a match. And I was afraid that since this match was going to have to be a long WWE-style main event, it's not a Rusev strength. And you know, if these guys didn't mesh well, you know, him and Cena were going to be in trouble. But this was a pleasant surprise. They worked that slower pace, and they did it to a T. It was a great. This was a pretty good match. I almost say great. I almost say great, but I don't want to call it a great match. It was a pretty good match. It's a very good match. I'll, I'll call it very good. Yeah. Um, You know, it was. First they were going move for move, which was important because it established that Rusev was seen as it was seen as equal. And I thought that was important to establish. Okay. Then I thought the finish was pretty smart. You know, He, he gets he gets Cena in the accolade. Cena's gimmick is that he doesn't give up, so you know Cena's not gonna tap. And I don't have a problem with that.
0: Cena starts to fight out of the act. Well, if he taps, then what, what, who cares? Then why would we ever want to see anything again? You, you know, that, that's, I had no pride. The finish, people complaining about the finish Who's was, were Who's complaining about this
1: finish? Just finish.
0: There were, there were a few on Twitter when we were watching. When we were watching live, there were a lot of people gotta, that wanted yeah, to Yeah, because then...
1: I watched a day later,
0: so I'm out of loop. There were a lot that were kind of upset about the tap. And then I think it it, it kind of dawned on people, you know, after about 20 minutes or so, everybody kind of was like, yeah, actually, that probably is better, you know, that, that, because now there's a point to another match. Because here's the thing
1: it didn't, it didn't make Rusev look like a geek either, because he had seen any accolades, seen it was star. Now, Lana, she jumps in the ring because she's thinking the match is going to be over because it's the accolade.
0: Mm hmm. OK, so she's kind of she's being crafty here. So she hops. In- I don't think people picked up on that of why she got in the ring. It wasn't because she thought that, Cena was going to get out. It was because she thought it was inevitable that they won. I think that's a lot of people were confused about that. Then I think a lot of people clued him in as to I think that's what they were kind of trying to go for, yeah. which, which is just what they were absolutely or, going for. Me. She was holding the title. Right. She was holding the title. So yeah, that's how, you know, like it wasn't a,
1: or she was being crafty. She saw Cena starting to break out. So she played it like she was coming in to celebrate either way. It was creative. Okay, it wasn't just her yanking on the ref's leg or, you know, something of that ilk. Oh, you know, so the ref gets a So he breaks the hold. He kicks Cena in the nuts and he puts the accolade right back (laughs) on him. So he doesn't look like I mean, so you still have that whole Cena kind of got screwed thing. But at the same time, I mean, it really gets screwed. I mean, because. You know, he, he just he got he caught a low blow. I mean this isn't arena Mexico. I mean it's it's he caught a low blow and then you know he got put back in the accolade and he passed out. He didn't give up and, and I thought it was a good finish for a, a situation where they're clearly gonna have a rematch at WrestleMania. And now I'm very much looking forward to the rematch at WrestleMania. Um you know, honestly Cena's gonna win that match. Rusev should win that match. Because I think at this point, Cena's Teflon anyway. And I think they really have something with Rusev. And I'm not a Johnny come lately, Rich. Okay, you know that. I've been on the Rusev bandwagon way before anybody else was. Okay, I was on the Rusev bandwagon when everybody was still talking about Lana and nobody was talking about the Rusev half. Yeah, okay. I saw something in this guy and I really didn't have something in this guy. I don't think it'll kill Rusev if they beat him. A lot of people think that once Rusev loses, it's over. And he's the kind of guy where once his streak – he's Ludwig Borga, and once he loses, there's nothing lo- – I don't agree with that. I think not either. I think he's improving as a worker.
0: I would have agreed with that maybe six months ago but or, or eight months ago or whatever. But it's been – it was, I think, that SummerSlam era. It was that summer last year. I was like, this dude is – I mean, like, he reached a different level. A lot of the stuff with Swagger, the stuff with Big E was like, okay, no, no. This guy is, is good. He's getting it's not- better
1: and better too.
0: Yeah, every match, he's You could –
1: like, I I said this. I think I either tweeted it or wrote it in my review. I think he's one of the five best workers in the company right now. Like –
0: Yeah, I'd be hard-pressed to argue. In terms
1: of – and what I mean by that is in terms of his output right now. If you look at everybody's output right now, are there five people better than him right now in the company? Like, you you could probably name five people who are better workers, you know, overall. But current output, the here and now, who's better than him? This guy's a top five worker in the company. He really is. He, he keeps getting better. I was very impressed by this match. Both of them. Cena held up his end, too. Yeah, Cena
0: looked I, Cena looked great here, too.
1: So, And I love the way they worked it, and the pacing was great. And to get back to that point, this was not a, uh, a, an, an all-out bomb-throwing sprint. This was worked at a great pace. This was, a good, this was just a very good wrestling match, which told a great story and had good psychology and accomplished a bunch of things. Right. So don't think I'm sitting here just looking for flips with a Z and nonstop action. I'm not looking for them to turn into what people think of Dragon Gate or anything like that. But this was this and, and the crowd and, and the crowd was into this. You had Cena getting the usual, uh, um, you know, booze and cheers. And as a result, you had Rusev getting mostly booze, but some cheers from the people who were rooting against Cena. And this was a fun match. I enjoyed it.
0: Absolutely. We'll get to the main event now here. Uh, this was for, obviously... Hold on a the, second. Uh, you,
1: got no, oh, you got no thoughts about that? Oh. Or did I just talk um, you into a... a,
0: a... You kind of got I mean, you hit everything on there. Yeah, I, I sort of... We did forget something, too, that I'll have to go back on. Um, yeah, no, I I, I think you, you nailed it, I, and I thought I I gave as, bu- as much as I really can. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the psychology was great. I thought, you know, Cena in particular, and that, that's... You know, we're, we're one of the websites, one of the few, you know, smart websites out there that is more than happy to get Cena credit when it's when it's due. He was great here. He was really, really good. I mean, yeah, there's some stuff that he does, and people are, oh, he called out spots too loud or whatever. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> whatever. And I'm not. That's not going to kill me all that much. I don't care. I I'm there to be entertained. I don't really care if I hear what what's coming next or if I know what they're saying. So whatever. But other than that, I really thought overall he played great. I I mean, he played that role perfect i thought rusev played the role perfect i think that's a guy and you mentioned it again i mean rusev is a guy who just gets it just understands how to how to work in these different styles and this is the first time we've seen him work like you said in this style and he nailed it he absolutely nailed it so which makes me say all right yeah Go all the way with this dude. Who cares? Like, now there's nothing stopping him. And, and it's it's such a contrast to where we're talking about a guy, you know, in the main event here who I thought who did well, you know, as well. But you look at a guy like Roman Reigns or whatever where it's just, well, he's got to, you know, he's the main event because he's got all the things or whatever, whereas Rusev, I mean, he's proven it. I mean, he he has shown time and time again that, yeah, You can work him in this style. You can do him in this style. You can do him in this. You can do him in this, and he's fine. And and I absolutely agree with your point that regardless of the win streak, I think yeah, when he loses that win streak, it it, maybe in the interim people are gonna go, oh man, but it's not gonna matter because the guy is so talented that he's gonna make it work. I absolutely believe he's gonna make it work, and as long as they don't break up him and Lana and do some stupid thing where he's you know a happy go lucky you know now I like America you know stuff like that. I mean that's stuff that will kill him. But if they go with this character, I mean there's a lot of legs left on this character. He he, a lot of legs.
1: If you save the win for the perfect situation. It's not going to matter. No, it's not going to hurt him. I don't think Cena is that perfect. Si- now, him, Cena beating him, and I think Cena will beat him. Cena beating him isn't the right situation. I don't think that'll hurt him though. But rea- in reality, if I'm running things, if I'm if I walk if I'm walking into that writers' room and, I, and it's my final say, Roman Reigns is beating him because if the goal is to get Roman Reigns over as your next uh, John Cena for the next decade, that's the kind of win that he, if he beats Brock Lesnar and then beats that guy. I mean, and then still doesn't get over, well, then you know what? He's not the guy, okay? So Roman Reigns is the guy who should beat him, not John Cena. I think he should beat Cena at WrestleMania to set up Roman Reigns beating him at some point. And that will crush me because I have no interest in Roman Reigns, and I like Rusev. I'm a fan of Rusev, and he, you know, I, I, I enjoy what they're doing. But if, if the goal is to get Roman Reigns over as a megastar, he's the guy who should beat Rusev. So, yeah. but as far as the Reigns brian match, I'll let you go first on that one. Sin- yeah, well, actually, number one, I'm, I'm freaking out of breath over here because I'm doing all the yeah. talking.
0: Well, one, one quick thing about Rusev as well, and and, and people bring it up of, of the win streak, and once the win streak is over, or whatever, and I don't think it's it's necessarily. The actual streak and, and, and the fact that he's never lost and all that sort of stuff. I think the thing that's interesting about him and, and why he will still be over in general if they stay away from this. And, and it, it shows you we're talking about this top of the card and we're talking about why fans are reacting to this part and nothing else. As long as he wins a lot and wins most of the time, he's fine. And that's the that's such the problem with the WWE mid-card that we talk about is that these guys just constantly trade wins. And you can look at my my Dean Ambrose uh, article that I wrote that when he was over, he was nine and one. He lost once in that, but hey, he won nine times. So people were like, hey, cool, I can get behind this guy. When they bumped him back down, he was three and three. The year before, he was nine and nine. It was just like, and it was, it was I love that they were as perfect as they, they were nine and nine, and you know, three and three or three and four or whatever. It was the perfect mediocrity because it's like, as long as Rusev is not just trading wins back and forth. As long as, yeah, he loses once, but then he wins another 15 times in a row. Or then, you know, he he loses twice and then he wins another 30 times. That's all that's gonna matter. People just want to get behind somebody, one way or another, that 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 is something is either good or bad, or he's he's evil, or he wins too much, or he doesn't, you know, just something. And we look at a guy like Hanma in, in New Japan, he loses so much. And and that's just one way or another. But this malaise of this in-between of 50-50, why would you care about that? Who cares about the eighth seed in the NBA? You know what I mean? Like the
1: WWE um, used to have and, and all the territories did, you know, they had something called a gatekeeper. And it's you don't have gatekeepers anymore because what the gatekeeper was, was an upper mid Carter was an upper mid card babyface who only lost when it really meant something. And it was to mm-hmm. set up a heel for something bigger for the number one babyface, usually the champion. You go all the way back. I mean, Chief J Strongbow was a gatekeeper. Okay, he was usually the number two or number three babyface, and he would lose big matches at MSG to the up to you know to the next heel that was coming through to challenge Bruno. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was like, or or Backlund or whoever it was at the time. You know, it, it, it's like he was a gatekeeper for a time. Tito Santana was a gatekeeper. It's like, and and every territory had a guy like that. You know, he was the he was an upper mid card babyface, usually the number two babyface, sometimes the number three babyface. You know. It's like you don't even have that anymore in this company because, like you said, you know, these guys, because you can only have that if they lose when it really matters. If they're losing all the time, if they're trading wins with people, or they're consistently losing and nobody believes in them, beating them doesn't mean anything anymore. Okay? And I'm going to tell you, there's one true gatekeeper in the WWE right now. You know who it is? It's Adrian Neville. Adrian Neville is a gatekeeper now for NXT. Mm-hmm. And it's because the guy running it. Is running that thing like a mini territory, and he runs it old school with simple story. We've talked about it a million times. Again, yeah. this isn't some kind of hot take either. Okay, everybody knows how NXT is run. It's run like an old school territory in a studio and, and with old school storylines. And Adrian Neville is the perfect example of a gatekeeper. He lost the title. Okay, Sami Zayn is the man now. He's the top babyface now, and Neville is the guy that people have to go through. And we've already seen examples of it. Who beat? Who beat Neville in the finals? They had Finn Baller go through yep. Neville. Who beat Neville on TV uh, last week or the week before? Kevin Kevin Owens beat Neville. Neville is the gatekeeper now. He's the guy you got to go through to get to Sami Zayn now. You know what I mean? And it's like the, the and, and and Neville, you know, you, you don't see him going out there losing to C.J. Parker. You don't see Neville going out there. Uh, he only loses matches when it matters to people that matter. Okay, he went all the way through that tournament until he got to Baller. Because – and they protected him. And because of that, he's now a gatekeeper, which is a very, right. very valuable role. And it's it's a very simple thing, you know? And it's a very valuable role because it's a guy that people have to like, they have to respect, and the wins have to mean something. And they have that in NXT. And and it's like the main roster doesn't have a gatekeeper and hasn't had a gatekeeper for a very long time. You know what I mean? I mean, Daniel Bryan could be one. Maybe that's his – maybe mm-hmm. that's his role. The problem yeah. with that, though, is the fans like him so much that anybody who beats him, it, it, right. you know what I mean? It, it 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 might be the wrong kind of, you know what I mean? It's it's a different kind of vibe.
0: I think that's going to change a lot. I I don't think I, I think and, and Dave put it Dave Meltzer put it great in this week's Observer. I think that there's going to be a, a general okay, we tried, we did it, you know, we it, whatever. You know, you know, with him, we're, we're, we we're tried to make this a big deal. We tried to make it happen. We tried, you know, we were really behind him. I don't think you're going to get that anymore. And you're, and it's already starting to fade a little bit. WWE did a great job of beating it out of people where it's like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to care. You know, I'm not going to waste my breath chanting yes and booing this guy and doing this because it doesn't matter. Who cares? I think you're going to get to a point now where he can just be another guy. And then that's that's what they got. They wanted that. So, Congratulations.
1: So speaking of him, what did you think of the main event?
0: Right, well, no, no, no. We have. I completely forgot about this. The confrontation, Joe. The face-to-face confrontation between Triple H and the Vigilante Sting. Oh,
1: that's a good point. What I thought.
0: WCW versus WWE. The man who put WWE out of or WCW out of business. Triple H.
1: Okay. So the I,
0: against the face of WCW. Yeah. Which, the Vigilante Sting.
1: Which I mean, Triple H was never and will never be <laughs> the face of WWE. That and, and it's ironic because the guy that is and should be in that role is the Undertaker. But instead of just doing the Sting Undertaker match now, I mean, they're fucking around and presumably they're going to do it next year. The problem I have with that is if you did that, if you brought Sting in five years ago and you wanted to do a one year build to that match, I'd have no problem with it. And I'd say it's pretty smart. The problem I have with that now is you never know if Sting or particularly the Undertaker are going to be around in a year to do the match. Right. So I don't think you fuck around. I think you take the MMA strategy and make the match when you can. Go the big, match. The match. Go the
0: big match right away. Yeah. Before they're before destroyed. Something stupid and, happens. Yeah. OK. Right.
1: I mean, it's it's I, I would have just done it this year. I mean, yes, I understand that. And look, for the people that think there's still people who think that Sting versus Undertaker wouldn't be a big deal, those people are nuts. Those people are off the fucking reservation. That would absolutely be a big deal. That's the match people want.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if anything, just for the entrance. Even if the match itself... The match itself
1: will be absolute shit. But that, it
0: doesn't matter. Here's yeah, the, here's the, the, the entrances thing. is going to be off the chart. I mean, it'll be crazy. People would look forward to just seeing how that the, the match would be structured, how it would look, how the entrances would be. You know, There's a lot of intrigue there. The
1: aura of that match would carry that match. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. In a weird way, the Undertaker looking so bad in the Lesnar match kind of gives him a pass moving forward. He no longer has that albatross of having to perform at this five-star level. At yeah, he
0: doesn't have to be doing planches and all that sort of stuff. It, He's good. Because though. now
1: He's... nobody expects him to have great matches. That was almost a blessing in disguise, catching that concussion and having an awful match against Lesnar. That re- it really was. Because now he gets a pass. I don't think anyone is expecting him to have a five-star match with Bray Wyatt. So anything – any kind of decent match Taker has now moving forward this year, next year, whatever, it's kind of like icing on the cake. It's just a little bonus, whereas with Lesnar, there was an expectation level. But I would just do the match now. I wouldn't fuck around with Bray Wyatt and Triple H, Uh, and and I understand that the idea is they'll both get wins this year to build up next year. Mm -hmm. I think that's a dicey proposition. (laughs) I got a little inside scoop, Mr. Krejci. Okay. Okay, I got a little inside scoop.
0: So, remind me, this is the same Undertaker that last year Vince McMahon, on a whim, decided that he physically wasn't capable of, of being a, a big time player anymore, right? Yes, but you're
1: going to. Same guy? Okay. You're going to wait a whole nother year.
0: Right, okay, the guy that, that on a whim we decided, hey, this random guy who we don't have signed beyond the year, we're going to have him get one of the biggest wins in our company's history because I've decided today that you don't look like you're physically well anymore. Right,
1: but you're going to wait an entire another year to get him in so there. So three
0: years to that date, we're going to have a match then you're gonna, between two. Right,
1: then you're going to do the match with Sting, which is the match you should be doing right now.
0: Okay, all right. But Just making sure it's the same guy. Yeah. Buy a little scoop. Okay.
1: Okay, and um, – Z or S? You've been he- no, this is a good scoop. So this is an S okay. you, you, you've been hearing these reports. I've been reading these reports of the undertaker is in such great shape. Uh, he looks great. Uh, he's been working out. He's, he's doing, fantastic. we have
0: Michelle McCool's Instagrams, the back of the undertaker looks great.
1: Okay. Well, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I know someone who goes to the man's gym. Okay. And I saw a video TMZ style video of the undertaker at the gym. And, uh, well, first of all, this person, um, is my brother.
0: Okay. He, he goes to the same gym as the Undertaker. day here. He was well, the one that saw him shop, right? Or was that you that found it? No, that that's my brother. Him? Yeah. Okay. Cause he was, at, he was in line you know, at the self checkout. Right, yeah. You know yeah we have and...
1: posted our TMZ style pictures of both <laughs> Mark Henry and the undertaker at the supermarket in Austin, Texas. Uh, we've posted both of those, I believe, uh, on our Twitter feed. Uh, if people want to go search them out. So Voices verse- of the wrestling <inaudible> does go TMZ sometimes.
0: Sometimes um, when we need, I'm not to.
1: putting the video out. Cause I think that's kind of, no, I feel weird about that.
0: You can so, send it to me. I won't. I'll I won't send it, be, it to you, but no one else. Okay, yeah, I won't be upset about yeah. that. But nobody else can get so it. So I'm not, because... we're not
1: posting on Twitter <laughs> or anything. That's kind of, you know, that's weird. I, I yeah, that, that's where I kind of dropped yeah. anyway. So um, he goes to my brother's gym, and and my brother texts me. He goes, yeah. So Undertaker goes to my gym, and you know, I we tend to work out at the same time. So I'm like, oh, that, you know, I was like, how's he looking? He goes, well, now now I, I should preface it with this. My brother knows whatever my brother knows about wrestling. It's it's through me. He he's not a wrestling fan. He knows nothing about wrestling. If if he wasn't my brother, he's the type of person who wouldn't even know who the Undertaker was. Yeah. Okay. He would have no clue who the Undertaker was.
0: Shrill old man that's working out at his gym. Yeah.
1: He don't. He wouldn't even know who the guy is. Okay. He comes over to my house. Maybe wrestling's on. He grew up with me, so he knows uh, he's aware of the Undertaker. But he's not a wrestling fan. He doesn't. He knows nothing of the Undertaker's physical state or what he's been going through the last few years. He just knows who the Undertaker is. Okay, you know, so I asked him. I said, you know, how how does he look? how, does, how how's he doing? And my brother's reaction was, um, you know, his text was to the effect of, Joe, what's wrong with this guy? He can barely walk. So these reports that the Undertaker is doing so well physically and all that here's someone who knows nothing about the physical ailments he's going in blind he you know he's coming he sees the guy with no he's
0: not on yeah he's not reading the observer with and, no prejudice
1: and, yeah. and he's asking me what's the scoop why can this guy barely walk so i was like you know try to take some sneaky video i i want to see what you're talking about so it, it's true man i mean look i know look you, Healthy men go to the gym and work out and then are a little sore and, you know, aren't looking very spry when they're leaving the gym sometimes. (laughs) But um, he's not getting around good. Let me just put that. He's he's not. not, He looks like a guy who is in pain when he's walking across a room. I mean, so basically what I'm getting at is this. If he goes to WrestleMania and has anything resembling a passable match with Bray Wyatt. He, he's yeah. he he's either been shot up with uh, a gallon of cortisone or something or whatever it is, that, uh, or or it's a minor miracle because he's not moving around real good. Right. No matter what anybody says, he can dye his beard and he can build upper body mass and 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 and, and look aesthetically pleasing going into that match. But as of right now, his his legs at very minimum are a mess. He's not getting around good at all.
0: So, yeah. and, and we kind of knew that too, and, and that's that's been the report well, you know, for the most part. See, so I yeah, I thought
1: that was obvious,
0: and I, all of a sudden, no, a few people tweet out stuff, and it became the narrative that oh, he's he's healthy again. Like and that's <laughs> like what I mean. I, mean, I would have never mentioned like, any
1: of this stuff on this yeah. show, other, except for the fact that people are kind of saying that he's you know he's he's looking great and he's feeling healthy and this and that. I don't know, man, because you know people who are seeing him in real life. And, and in a gym setting are saying completely different things. I mean, you know, he, he asked me, what's the deal with this guy? Why why can he not walk? That's, the, you know, the exact words of his text, you know, coming from someone who has no clue of, of his physical ailment. So, I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. It's, it's you know, we'll see. This is why I say I would just do the magic. I wouldn't fuck yeah. around. But. You know, and, and I don't really, well. and the quality of the match isn't going to matter with Sting. It really isn't. It's going to be the aura and it's going to be the entrances and it's going to be that stare down.
0: It's never been that with Sting. And that's the funny thing that people bring up is like, oh, well, that match is, and nobody cares. I mean, it's never been the thing with Sting. And like, Rich, that's and Rich, like, here's the thing, too. Can, there's like 10 Steam matches that are, are worth a damn. Like, <laughs> It's always been the aura of Sting. It's never been the match. At least
1: in the last decade.
0: I mean, yeah, right. And that, never, that's, of course. You know, yeah.
1: Or at least since he's been hanging out on the rafters and changed his gimmick.
0: So, right. Exactly. So, Since and, He's been crow sting that that sting has never, ever been about in ring. And
1: here's the other thing. It's
0: the best crow sting match you've ever seen.
1: Exactly. I mean, oh wait.
0: I'll wait. Yeah.
1: Play the Cody Rhodes game with him. I mean, you know, for, you know, crow sting. And, but the other thing, too, is they could ruin the aura of Undertaker sting by sting going out there with Triple H and not having a good match.
0: Right, having a 25-minute back to and forth. I mean, we know what it's going to be. We, we, we know what a Triple H Mania match is going to be. And, that's... and
1: I'll be completely honest. I trust Triple H to deliver in that spot. I really do. I, I, I trust him to be able to carry Sting to something that's going to get over. But there's always the possibility that it doesn't.
0: Yeah, and I just don't know what you're going to get out of Sting. I really don't. I mean, this is not a guy who's very young either. And then, you know, hasn't been a good worker in almost, you know, 15, 20 years or hasn't really had a standout. Is he going to all of a sudden say, well, now I'm on this big stage? Now I'm going to, I don't know. I, I really, I, I have no well, idea. But anyway, but this, they, don't,
1: they don't trust him to talk. No. I mean, he didn't say a word again. And it's like, I, I, it, it's weird. I mean, they're just, this is basically Sting on Triple H's back being carried for two and and the match is going to be the same way. I mean, mm-hmm. you just know triple H is going to uh, totally try to carry this match. And yeah, uh, you know, they could actually damage the undertaker match. Yeah. By not doing it this year either. Even
0: if it happens. Well, that, that's, and that's to your point is just, just get it out of the just way. I mean, you, you mentioned you the MMA it. thing, just fucking, you got them. It's all about that entrance. It's going to be that one entrance or whatever, or that buildup or those, the lights going out or whatever, just do it now. Yeah, I mean, come on. And how special like, is,
1: and how special, is that you can only have Sting's first match once, so you're kind of killing what's special about the Undertaker match by not doing it. it's a There's a million reasons to do it this year as opposed to next year. I, yeah. I you know I so I I don't agree with what with with what they're doing here.
0: Absolutely. Well, anyway, uh, for this face to face confrontation, Sting uh, hit him with the baseball bat that he finally uh, finally used, and then did him the, gave him the Scorpion Death Drop. So we've uh, yeah, <laughs> that's I, I I thought that was kind of I was like oh all right well. That's kind of the only two things you kind of look forward to. So now he's got the entrance, and then you've basically checked out uh, everything that made Sting interesting. So I guess
1: he'll beat him with the scorpion death lock, right? He's gonna have, he's gonna give him the stinger splash, and he's gonna, uh, you know, you got that, and he's gonna beat him with the scorpion death lock. You seem to be down on Sting. Yeah, I'm kind of into it, I'll be honest.
0: I don't know. I'm kind of. I, I just don't know if I'm going to be too interested. We'll, we'll get to that when we talk about minute here. I've never, a I've never we'll, been
1: a big anti Sting guy. I don't know. A lot of people.
0: I, I'm anti-sting not anti Sting. I just. There's not much interest there. It's not anti. It's not. It's the fact that I just don't know if it's going to be. You know when I when I watch a WrestleMania, I'm looking for you know good good worked matches, you know big matches, and then I'm looking for aura matches, big fun. You know I don't know it's Sting Undertaker. Yeah, you you must
1: not have been happy the last few WrestleManias if you're looking for good well worked matches. You're getting
0: but they've been the aura stuff. There's been the aura stuff. You have
1: gotten aura stuff, but I mean, and that's that's what I mean. WrestleMania is more about the spectacle. You know that.
0: Agreed. No, I agree, and and that's. I'm fine with that, but I, I, I don't get that from Triple H Sting. I would have got that from Sting Undertaker. I, the whole story doesn't make – there's nothing – I'm not invested in Triple H being the one that put WCW out of business and Sting was the WCW. I mean it's just – it's not – Oh, no. I'm not invested I, in
1: that at all. I am yeah. I am into the idea of Sting wrestling in a WWE ring for the first time. I think people okay. – there's a lot of people who aren't into that. I'm kind of into that. Look, I'm not frothing at the mouth for it, and but I there to me – there, it is kind of a cool moment, and I wish it was against the Undertaker and not Triple
0: H. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this this speaks to another point as well, and, and this is when Sting was originally, you know, being banned about about coming in or whatever. That there's generations of people that just Sting doesn't have that connection to You're him. You're right, and I we do, talk about yeah. it during, and I'm one of those guys. It's like cool, you know. I grew up with Crow Sting. Yep. I never liked Sting. I thought Sting was stupid from the beginning. I've I've gone back and I've watched matches and I've enjoyed them or whatever, but I never was a sting guy like never in my you know fandom of 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 i mean obviously going back and watching stuff but in the internet i mean when i was watching at the time i there was nothing there and i've still never got it. and there's a lot of people that are my age as well that just don't get it i know i have um a, a guy at work and i always ask what his son thinks his son is is i think he's eight or nine years old He's had to explain Sting to him, and his son's just like, "Okay, (laughs) like it's just an old guy with face paint to him. He has no connection to him, and they've done nothing to give you that connection." And
1: your your, your, your kid crowd, your kid crowd doesn't even know he existed because they didn't know TNA existed, right? So, and 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 the twenty something crowd only knows the Crow Sting. I mean, you got to be in your thirties to even remember the Surfer Sting, and you got to be well into your thirties to remember the blonde haired, spiky haired emerging star late 80s surfer sting you know what i mean so it's it's in real time anyway you know the guy that went to the 45 minute draw against flair head-to-head with wrestlemania yeah the 30
0: year olds are that like shades of gray black haired sting the the lex luger who do i trust and you know you trust me and like that's that and i'm the the sting or the crow sting generation the rafters State yeah, and, and like Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. You gotta be
0: I And mean, I loved him when I, I I I won't I won't lie, I, I really, really liked him for a while when, when I first was getting into it, and then eventually it just kinda wore off and then I never really there was never no, never any real big connection. Once he came down from the Raptors and had matches, I was like, Oh, all right.
1: Well, I mean yeah. that's a, that's that's almost like a microcosm of what happened to WCW after yeah. he came down from the Raptors, you know, and then and then had his match, it was all almost you know, downhill from there. You know, so you know he he's he's a guy who popped one big hat. You know what I mean? It's like he had his one big event ever, and that was that. And that was it for Sting. So kind of what you're saying is makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I just I I think they're blowing it, and they should do Undertaker now.
0: Agreed. Okay, I'm with you. Uh, Reigns. Daniel Bryan. This is the main event here. Um, I really enjoyed this match. I thought this was the best I've seen Roman Reigns look in in a spot here, and I thought Daniel Bryan. It played his role well. And you could tell it was sort of a weird role where both guys were kind of at some points being heels, at some points being babyfaces or whatever. But I thought overall it worked out real well. I thought I thought the finish was great and I thought I'm perfectly okay with the finish. And and when it was over, it was almost cathartic. It was like, okay, you know what? The Dan O'Brien thing is over. Let's let's not worry about it. Let's just let him be what he is. And if, if it's a US champion, if it's IC champion, if it's mid-cart, whatever. It's just like, okay you won, whatever. Cause I thought Reigns looked okay here. I thought this was okay. And if, if this is how we're going to get, and this is what we're going to get from him. And I I don't know if it is because obviously this was, when you're working with Daniel Bryan, it helps out a lot, but I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay for a, for a WWE main event and the, and the crowd was into it and, and it was fun. So I'm okay.
1: This was the best Roman reigns singles match he's had to date. I don't even think it's close. I don't even think like, what would you even pick as a number two? I mean, geez
0: <sighs> of a um, singles match. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, what about the four star uh, Randy Orton summer?
1: <laughs> I mean, you know, you've got the shitty Randy Orton summer. that might actually be his second best singles, match. That might be, which is scary, but I mean, this was his best singles match to date. Um, Yeah, I liked it. It was a good match. Uh, It was nothing to go crazy about. It's nothing I'm rushing to watch again. But, you know, it was good enough. And, um, you know, I thought Brian did what he could with the guy. And and, and Reigns, I'll tell you what, he didn't look like a guy who was being carried. You know,
0: it, no, no, he showed some good fire, too. There was there was a point at the end of the match, where I, or maybe not the end, but kind of the build up to the end where he was starting to get those strikes. And he was really getting, And I was like, ah, there we go. He like, yeah, there. And, and the crowd was connecting. But lo and behold, surprisingly, the crowd was reacting to him when he was he was being, you know, a lot of what people got into when he was in the shield, where he was just kind of a quick paced, you know, you know, explosive sort of guy. And he was doing those strikes. He had Brian grounded or whatever. It was it was good stuff. Yeah, there was there was a real point where I was like, you know what? No, this is this is Reigns doing it.
1: They kicked out of each other's finishers, which I, I think was important because they didn't completely bury Brian. You know what I mean? It's like he kicked out of Reigns finisher and then well he kicked out of the Superman punch, right? Was it the Superman punch or the spear that he kicked out of?
0: he kicked, uh, he kicked out of the spear. He kicked I out believe. of the
1: spear and then and then and uh Reigns kicked out of the knee. The knee plus, I guess he calls it. So they kicked out of each other's finishes, and then uh, you know he eventually beat him with the spear. So I don't think you know Brian necessarily looked bad coming out of it, and um, it, it was it was it was a, it was a, it was a good match, and the crowd it was, was yeah. into it. And, and and it's like I said, these two matches really saved the show. I mean, you were really if these matches didn't deliver, this would have been one of the lousiest pay per views they've ever
0: done. All time stinger, yeah.
1: So. Uh, these two matches did save it from that perspective, you know, and and but but still, overall, what a drop! I show this was. I mean, it yeah. it, it, it just uh, it's so much wrong with the. There's just so much wrong with the undercard in this company, and 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 this pay per view really exemplifies that.
0: Yeah. Just yeah. Absolutely. Uh, real quick here, got the, uh, the the Roman Reigns singles matches. Uh, I'm using the case, same thing that we use for the, the Cody Rhodes yeah, the cage match. Easy guy. Uh So so here's over five. We have um, Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns. The one for SummerSlam is a 5.6, and then his other great singles match, WWE Fastlane, well, seven point five. Well, Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns. Well, that's
1: his only great. I mean, those five, are the only five, two. Five is an average match. So, um, you know, he's got a you know. According to the fans, that one match with Daniel yeah, Dan Bryan easily is his best singles match. And like I said, that Orton match probably is his second best. It's, that's, mm-hmm. that's scary because, you know, you look, the, the, the Rusev match was awful. The Rollins match on Raw, I genuinely believe that's the worst match I've seen this year for a, for a variety <laughs> of reasons. I really believe that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And, 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 you know, that was in the that was in January on raw. And I ranted on that already and I'm not going to do it again. I'll do it again. Come award season, because I'm not going to forget about that match. It was all kinds of awful. Um, he, he generally has really bad singles. Remember the big show match three or four it was a four minute <laughs> match. You know, the guys has some terrible singles, man. So, I mean, you know, it's not hard to believe, um, I do think that Daniel Bryan, his match against Bray Wyatt at Royal Rumble last year was better than the Reigns match. I don't, yes. know, I don't know if you agree with that.
0: No, I, I'm with you on that. Yes.
1: So in terms of carrying, you know, shaky workers, I think that Bryan did had a better match with Bray. Uh, to be fair, Bray has had. Now, here's the thing. Bray's had some good matches with other people like Cena and and, uh, and, and, and Ambrose, but they've all been gimmick matches. You know what I mean? Where there's lots of shortcuts.
0: Yeah. And that was the straight wrestling. And match, that was is, that, exactly. It that was really good. That was actually really, really. I went back and watched that when we were doing our match of the year stuff. And I was like, wow, that was a really, really good. Yeah, I, and, I forgot. Yeah, how much I enjoyed that match.
1: That was my match of the year until, you know, very deep into the year. And until some other stuff. I mean, I really enjoyed that match. So so yeah you know the, the this was easily Reigns best singles match but what what Fastlane did more than anything else is it pretty much set the deck for WrestleMania we forgot the other yep. non wrestling segment which was uh bray wyatt popping out of the coffin to, oh, to right, challenge yeah, right. the undertaker and actually undertaker's music might have got the best babyface reaction of the night so um you know i don't know why people were fooled by that i mean the, you, how long have people been watching wrestling if they really thought undertaker was coming out in that coffin?
0: just gonna stroll out from so, the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah
1: i mean so you know that sets that up so what do we got for wrestlemania what we-
0: all right wrestlemania here real quick we'll break it down uh obviously we're gonna do more previous as we go into that but real quick uh it's kind of what the tentative uh you know match structure looks like we have the andre the giant battle royal um no clue who's gonna be in it but you know i think it's a i don't know if it's been official official but it's i think it's a yearly thing i hope they said i don't know maybe they just forgot about it too they they someone will have to remind vince that they said it was a yearly thing. Didn't they reference
1: it on tv already
0: um, I don't. I think remember they referenced
1: it, it on TV, which means they probably have plans on. that. I hope they yeah, do I, it because I like it. I think it's
0: a, yeah, it's a good it's a idea. Design. And then if you don't completely bury the guy who wins it, you can actually get something out of it. So and last year uh, was be-
1: actually for a battle royal that was a pretty damn. It was good great. It
0: was run. a really good battle royal, and they get they made a star. And then yeah, then, didn't capitalize uh, on. Didn't do anything with it. All right, uh, we have Tyson Kidd and Cesaro versus the Usos in some form is what what you know Dave Meltzer puts here, but yeah, that that's tentatively you can kind of assume that that's probably what you're gonna get.
1: there won't be anything wrong with that. You know,
0: it's good. Sounds like, a good uh, match. as we mentioned, the multi-person IC title match, which has been announced today as a multi-person ladder match. And it's going to involve Bad News Barrett, Dean Ambrose, Daniel Bryan, Dolph Ziggler, R-Truth. And, and, and I don't even know who else. Um, That's who's that. That's one, two, three, four, five. They might get six guys in there probably.
1: Yeah. You put another work ratey kind of guy in there mm-hmm. or somebody who can fly. Um, you know, and, and yeah, it should be, there's no reason that shouldn't be good. The only
0: they thing. Big show. They should put Big Show in well, there. You know there what? That's what know. I was just going to
1: say. They always, <laughs> they always do these matches and they always have to throw in a Kane or a Mark yeah. Henry or a big, like keep those guys out of that. I mean, I understand you like to have a base, you know, for guy. you know, guys are going to take wacky bumps and it's nice to have, you know, a worthless thing like mark henry out there to take the book to catch the guy but i mean you know it's it's it also drags it down because then you have your requisite big man spots and in that kind of match i don't want to see that shit that's where i do want uh explosions and non-stop you know that's where i want a flippy shit in a match just throw a kofi
0: Kingston in there he's got no chance of winning but whatever the problem
1: is he's you know (laughs) they're not going to do that because he's you know know. new day so you know it's not gonna He'll, he'll be in the battle royal
0: Maybe we get like a Ryback or something might do that, but that's do, that's the same he'll thing. He'll
1: do a wacky elimination spot in the battle royal.
0: You're right, exactly. All right, so, uh, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, possibly with John Stewart interaction. <laughs> now
1: that's the thing, you know. I forgot to mention that. You know, I would. That's to me. That's what'll kill this match. I'm kind of looking forward to this match, but if it's if it's got heavy John Stewart involvement. Right. I, then it just kills it. For
0: in the Maria Menudos role. <laughs> just no, like the really, first, it's a celebrity that's out there you know, and kind of like fin- sort of gets involved. Yeah.
1: If the finish is Jon Stewart, like, you know, socking Seth Rollins. Like, I, I don't have any interest <laughs> in that. I just I don't you know. <laughs>
0: Uh, Rusev versus John Cena, uh US title. And that, that's gonna be some gimmick, right? They're probably not gonna do a straight rematch. There's gonna be something involved that's in there. I, I don't care if they do I don't care if they not. People are saying, oh, you gotta have a cage, you have to have an I quit. I just think you say John Cena, hey, fight me again. To me and, if... sh- and make me tap out. Here's you the know, thing. I don't think you need something.
1: To me, if you make it a gimmick match, you're guaranteeing Cena wins because then they could say that they could still say Rusev has never been banned.
0: Right. Which is true, which I guess depending on how you want this to end it could go either way. I would prefer Rusev win and I'm fine with just the normal match. If you think, or you prefer a John Cena win, then yeah, a cage or an, I quit match or something might work. So there you go. Uh, Sting triple H. We kind of mentioned that a little bit. And then Brock Lesnar, Roman reigns is our official main event.
1: Yeah. I mean, i you know, it's the hard It's not a good card. Hard, That's not a good the card. hardcore. <laughs> fan, really there's not. not much here for the hardcore fan. Um, I, I it's, I don't have I'm look, we're five weeks out and I'm not ready to commit in terms of how the casual or the quote unquote universe fan is viewing the card. I'm not ready yet. We got plenty of time. so I'm not I'm not gonna talk to that point of how I think the buzz is going or how well I think the show will do or I I, I don't know. All I know is the smart kind of fan. this is not the show for you. And I think people have made that uh, abundantly clear that they're not hyped about the lineup. I mean, people are going to end up being excited about it because it's WrestleMania and people get excited about WrestleMania. But I mean, this is like you, it's 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 a pretty lackluster lineup. There's really not a lot here to sink your teeth into. And, you know, of course, they're going to, you know, I don't know, you know, it, it, the, the Rollins Orton match, which I was kind of looking forward to. You know, if you throw John Stewart in the mix, you're kind of sullying that in my eyes, too. So, yeah, but, you know, you know, WrestleMania, it's, you know, it's it's spectacle. It's not really even a wrestling show anymore. It's a spectacle. It's kind of like it's 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 similar, but not not quite the same. But it's similar to what football fans say. uh, uh, The hardcore NFL fan will tell you that the NFL season ends with the championship games.
0: Yeah, because Super Bowl is just a this, mirage of this. This year was maybe the lone exception. It was a quick game. It was fast. It was good. A lot of them are not. A lot of them are just dredges, like five hour dredges of of yeah, they're yeah, the, they're not good the games Super Bowl either.
1: is produced for the masses, and it's it doesn't really resemble a typical NFL game, and the halftime takes forever, and. It's it's you know the hardcore NFL fan
0: they always the guys are weeks off that's always the thing that gets me yeah. it gets me about the college football championship too is these guys get like four weeks off or whatever and then they come back college football was ridiculous they used to get like two months and they like they didn't even resemble what they were like before it was like well that's you know like the, the game the first five minutes are weird because nobody these guys haven't played football in you know weeks or whatever so. yeah
1: so I mean it's it's kind of a similar feel to the Super Bowl where it's it's not your typical WrestleMania just isn't your typical wrestling card anymore it's a spectacle and it, yep. it, you know and that's fine and. You know, it's gonna make a gazillion dollars again, so what the hell do we know? And you know, it is what it is. But you know, we're gonna talk about it a lot more in the next five weeks or
0: whatever. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. And we're we're also gonna of course if you if you're familiar with the site or if you're new or whatever, we do a lot of coverage of WrestleMania weekend. So if you're wondering, hey when are you guys gonna talk about the WN Live? When are you gonna talk about Ring of Honor? We will get to that. We will do we'll have reviews, we'll have previews. We'll we we go all out during WrestleMania weekend, so do not worry. We will have that stuff. But and now we're still few and, I, and
1: I'll tell so. you now we have um a much bigger staff, and I, th- I think we're going to be able to review pretty much everything that happens. Oh,
0: we're going to get everything, yeah. No so, matter anything that's on view that week. I mean, yeah. Before it was me and Joe just the entire week, you know, <laughs> or weekend, not doing anything. It wasn't possible.
1: I mean, to cover yeah. everything, but um, you know, we're going to have. I think we reviewed some of the WWN live stuff last year. I know you did a couple reviews, and you know, I gave a bit of a live perspective. But we've got enough people now where I think we can all order something, get mm-hmm. it covered. We'll have some people there too. Um, you know, that are, that are part of the voices of wrestling thing. So I know Muki Ghana is going to be in, uh, in the building and he'll be out there. And um, so, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll probably cover just about every single show.
0: Yeah. So. so in case you're worried and screaming, Hey, you guys haven't done that yet. When are you going to, we're, we're going to do it. Don't worry. We, and we, will only, a, and
1: we always do a big podcast too.
0: Yeah. We're going to do a huge preview. We're preview every goddamn thing that, that, yeah, we do, we do a big, we do a bunch of big preview. Posts and a big preview pocket, where we cover every single event, like down to WrestleCon, you know, in detail or whatever, and like, you know, the the, the ridiculous stuff that I mean, we we've gone to, to great lengths. And my patented so. path to success, where I tell you exactly what, right what
1: shows to go of to, what, what you what should time do, yeah, so you don't miss any of the good shit, you know, because a lot of stuff overlaps. Well, Joe Lanza tells you what to watch and where to go, so you're mm-hmm. seeing the best of the best.
0: And if you don't follow Joe Lanza, what are you doing? Like,
1: I don't know what you're doing. You're probably getting you're wh- just
0: driving around aimlessly just, around the uh, the. the <laughs> Central California. How's you have it? no idea what. It, well,
1: if you follow Joe Lanza, you'll be driving around aimlessly in New Orleans and fail to find. Yeah,
0: don't uh, actually don't follow. Yeah, Joe, so Joe will follow you. Don't so.
1: literally follow me, but uh, listen to my. Yeah, path. Joe will
0: shout where you guys should go, and then you lead the way, and then Joe will
1: follow. And so, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you know. That, that dastardly uh, Sean Sloan last year was uh, physically in New Orleans when I was desperately tweeting for help, <laughs> and you would think he would have come and, and saved me and, and led me to – but the problem was the night that I was there, I think he was at the WrestleCon shows – and I was trying to get to Gabe's building, which had horrible, which had the wrong address and horrible.
0: Directions. Right, had the wrong address. To be fair, yeah. so I, I had mean, no parking because it was a college campus. You know, so. so
1: he did like tweet me or whatever, or text me or whatever it was, and but but he he could have came and got me, okay, Sloan? I, I I'm not gonna forget, uh, Sloan, that you, that you were, you know, in the same city there, and I and I'm lost in the bowels of New Orleans, in in not the best part of town, by the way, okay.
0: And it was raining too. You were and then out it got there. dark
1: It started raining, and you know your fresh
0: clothes are getting all. You know,
1: and look, Rich, I, you know I'm a man who knows how to handle himself, but the part of town I was, the part of town I was in, believe me, those doors got locked. Okay, I, my doors were locked driving through the part of town I was in. <laughs> all right, so I, you know, I, I was not in good shape in New Orleans, but uh, I eventually found my way. Um, you know, partially thanks to uh, Justin Bissonette, who uh, did. Uh, Eventually, uh, give me step by. And
0: uh, who is it, was it? Ricochet? Wasn't it Ricochet that was running around?
1: Well, well, Bis got me to the building uh, while laughing at me and giving me step by step instructions on of where to go and what streets to turn down. But once I got out of my car because I had to park about a mile away and you have to and I had to randomly park like in front of somebody's house. Like, yeah, there's no parking lot here because the building Gabe ran was a random. It was a theater on the Tulane campus. It, it was just in the middle of campus. So there's no parking lot. Because it's on a college campus. Whoever needs to get to this theater just walks. You know what I mean? It's not intended for events that aren't college-related. Right.
0: There wasn't even like a walkway, if I remember correctly. It was was literally
1: just in the middle of the campus. Like, it was just a theater in the middle of the campus. So you have to park, like, in the neighborhood somewhere. So you have to park, like, and I got there. So I parked, like, a mile away in front of someone's house. So then I'm like, all right, my car is definitely getting towed. I'm going to come back out of the show. And my car is going to be gone, but I just drove eight hours. So I might as well just, you know, deal with it. And so after I got out of the car, I had no idea where I was going. I just walked towards the campus. And when I, I get to the Tulane camp and then I'm just wandering around aimlessly, asking people for help. It was like a Saturday. It was either a Friday or Saturday night. So all the college kids were drunk. So I ran into about four different drunk college kids, who tried to point me in the right direction.
0: <laughs> but they didn't know where yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, eventually. Then I run into. I, I randomly run into Ricochet. standing there, like in street clothes. Wearing like a Superman shirt. And I'm like, that guy looks. Wait a minute. That's that's fucking Ricochet. <laughs> He'll know where the building is. So hopefully. Yeah. So I ran over there. And I'm like, you are Ricochet. You know where this build? Please tell me where this building is. And he laughed, and he showed me where the building was. I don't know what he was doing, wandering around the camp, because this was like five minutes till the show started, and he's out wandering around the campus. Maybe he's looking for girls. I don't know what he's doing. Okay. He was in the main event, so maybe he had time to goof around. But he was literally just walking around. so And he wasn't with anybody. He was by himself. It was very bizarre. If I hadn't run into him, I'd still be walking around New Orleans. I, 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 I'm I, convinced I never would have found the building. So, yeah. Didn't we
0: assume he had a sandwich board and he was trying to get people into the –
1: Well, he, you know what? He was doing I he, t- he was telling people, live wrestling. Come on, guys. Live. Like, he was <laughs> yeah. doing, like trying to get people to come. To sh- so I guess that's what he was doing. But um, he, he eventually got me to the b- – and we all know what he happened. He
0: should have showed those abs. He should have showed those abs. Could have gotten the – some co-eds in there some
1: co-eds what is this 1968 uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly, everybody's yeah. a co-ed now there's no uh, they don't keep you separate everyone's a co-ed everyone goes this way wait
0: well, I why do term. people
1: still use that term
0: co-eds? I don't know they still do in, the, in college, I worked in colleges forever and they still use that term which is like okay
1: there's something sexy about the term co-ed too you know
0: I think that's why you,
1: you say co-ed you naturally think you know
0: you're in danger you're doing something dangerous yeah you know. yeah
1: it's a list It. you know it's it's co-ed you know so uh,
0: all right, so real quick. Speaking of coeds, uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. <laughs> just a terrible transition. Uh, Ray Mysterio Jr. What does that
1: even mean? Um,
0: I did nothing. I, I just I mean, wanted. It. I needed a segue. So, so, so Ray Mysterio segue. Jr. I know absolutely. A master of of the
1: awful segue. Yeah.
0: I'm pretty terrible. It's actually. I'm. I'm so good at being bad at them. I think is my my real good trait. Ray Mysterio Jr. Officially uh, contract is now over with wwe so he is free to go anywhere and pretty much everything that we know and we've known it for a while we've gotten reports from people tweeted out to us here or, or, or you know texts or whatever that that for months ago that said hey look he's going to lucha underground and you could tell i mean that was pretty obvious in the beginning that that's where he was going to go once his wwe contract was over and he tried to get out of it a few times it's now officially expired so he is lucha underground bound from everything we know correct
1: yeah, somebody sent yeah. us a DM a couple months ago. Uh, we can't say who it is because I'm pretty sure he told us not to say who it was, and uh, you know. But he 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 told us months ago that it was a done deal. The release was coming. It was just a matter of time before it could be announced and whatnot. And that when it did happen, he was Lucha Underground bound. And uh, this person was very very confident that that was going to be the case. And if uh, I, I don't know if he if the the person who told us that has outed themselves as no, have no. I so I'm not. I'm not gonna say. You know what I mean. I don't wanna. Yeah. I don't wanna make. Yeah. You know, friend of ours. I we, get people. It's stuff. a friend of yeah. ours. We don't wanna. You know, but uh, yeah. So um. So we've no known this was coming. So yeah, he's he's going to Lucha Underground. You know, so which which shouldn't really shock anybody because, you know, it's that's triple A. And we all know that Lucha Underground hasn't really made it a secret that they've been waiting the guy to get released. So but now it's official. I mean, the day that we're recording this was the day that he was uh, officially his contract ran out and he is no longer with WWE. So uh, you'll more than likely see him in Lucha Underground. And the question is, how much does he have left and how much do his knees have left? And and and. you know, how's he going to look in a non-drug testing environment? There's a lot of different things to, to consider now with Mysterio. And, um, you know, I, I think it's a good get for Lucha Underground. I obviously, do yeah. But I'll be completely honest. I don't think he's going to make any kind of business difference. I really don't. Um, I, I, I don't think Del Rio is going to make any business difference. I think, and the reason I say that, and I'd like to be wrong. Believe me, I'd like to be wrong. Because I really like Lucha Underground. And I want it to, here's the thing. The one thing it might enable them to do is go on the road. You know, if, if you put him on house shows and and market it to Latinos, maybe you can take Lucha Underground on the road. Maybe you could do AAA shows in the United States now. Um, but in terms of – tell, I don't think it's going to move the needle for the TV because I think what, if there's any lesson we've learned from TNA is it really doesn't matter who went to TNA – You know, other than Sting when he first got there for a couple of weeks and then Kurt Angle for a couple of weeks when he first got Mm -hmm. there for a couple of pay-per-views.
0: And Jeff Hardy was was
1: uh, – Yeah, and Jeff Hardy – He was significant for a while. Significant by their standards. I mean the the story with Jeff Hardy wasn't even so much TV ratings. The story with Jeff Hardy –
0: Was those random pay-per-view buys. Yes. like – a hundred thousand people that just only bought it if Jeff Hardy was going to be on this, it. Which,
1: well, not that many, but this weird phenomenon. I
0: think it was no, I think it was pretty. It, it was pretty substantial, wasn't badly,
1: it? They never did hundred thousand.
0: Oh, it, oh no, 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 no. Maybe, maybe it was.
1: But it, it was. I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was this weird phenomenon where the, their the pay per views with Jeff Hardy on top would do. You know, like. You know what? It was like ten thousand compared to
0: like the, yeah, it might be it might be five or ten is what I was. It thinking. was ten thousand, hundred
1: thousand
0: hundred thousand is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah it, it
0: was. <laughs> now that I remember, it would do
1: like ten thousand compared to like the two thousand they were doing without. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah, but something
0: like it would come up with twelve thousand when the normal one was like two. Yeah, yeah. The
1: idea was it would it would increase their pay per view business huge on a percentage basis, but it was still like a blip on the you know what I mean? It wasn't anything mm-hmm. significant in terms of. So it's like no one really ever made a difference for TNA's ratings for more than a, you know, a month being generous. Uh, so it's like, I don't think anyone's going to make a difference for a station that nobody get. I mean, you know, we make fun of destination America. No one gets the L Ray, you know, as far as the Spanish language station, you know, maybe it'll make a difference. there. having, Ray, I don't think it's going to help with the English language L Ray network at all. I just, because I think, and I'm just going off of history. I'm not taking shots at Ray Mysterio, I'm just saying I, I honestly don't think that anybody short of Brock Lesnar or John Cena would make any kind of measurable difference going to yeah. TNA or Lucha Underground.
0: Yeah, it'll be a nice little thing for them to put in their promotional ads and stuff and, and promote it on social media and all that stuff. And people tune in a little bit. But yeah, is there? I don't know if there's a whole lot of Rey Mysterio like, you know, I mean, like I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it'll be fun for a little bit, but. Is it prolonged success? Is it going to be well? Now I have to watch the show because he's on it. Mm, no, no, really. I don't. I, I
1: don't think it'll make a difference for El Ray. I like I said though. I think it may because they they've they've said from the beginning that eventually they'd like to do house shows, mm-hmm. and you can't do house shows with Phoenix and Prince Puma on top. I mean, it's just not you know you're not going to draw anything because they no one's watching the TV. You know it's it, uh, you know no one's why So you, you haven't really made. Stars out of those guys in that con—you've made them stars on the television show, but in the context of being able to draw, you haven't made them stars because no one sees the show. You know what I mean? It's like right. you have a Rey Mysterio. You could put him on a house show and maybe go into, you know, heavy Latino markets. Maybe go to San Antonio or Laredo, Texas, or, or you know, somewhere in Chicago or or or, or Los Angeles. You know what I mean? And and, and and do a two or three thousand dollar a two or three thousand fan house. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any reason you can't do that with Rey Mysterio. It it, it that's that's where doors open up for him. And I'm not really comfortable speculating on what it'll do. For their Spanish language television, I
0: that yeah I have no idea yeah that I,
1: I, it's <laughs> out of my realm so I'm not going to comment on it but I yeah, go
0: go see what Rob Viper says or those sort of well, guys, yeah those guys
1: have a much better feel we for
0: have that. no clue <laughs> go
1: go I would talk to those to him or Cubs fan or Matt Farmer yeah, or somebody fan, yeah. like that and. Who, who, or, or Dave Meltzer, someone who would have a better feel, I, I can't comment on that, but I don't think he'll bump the L Ray ratings to any kind of significant uh, degree. I, I really don't. Maybe a first-week curiosity thing, but again, that channel's so
0: obscure and so few people... Even do. if I'm curious, I might not be able to like, get you it. You like, can't even it. watch it. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I, get, I get the I get the on-demand, which is cool, because it's in full HD, but yeah, I don't get the network um, by itself. I mean, so. look at
1: it this way. If Rey Mysterio... Let's say he went to TNA instead. Does anyone think he'd make a difference for them? I don't no. think he'd make a difference for them. You know, part of that is the TNA brand is so tarnished that nobody care. You know, what I mean, it's like I, I genuinely believe that only Brock Lesnar or John Cena could make any kind of difference. Maybe CM Punk. Maybe CM Punk.
0: Yeah, a Punk, a Punk could. Because probably. I think
1: Punk has become a bigger star when he for leaving.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: If Punk had gone directly. With no controversy, I don't think he'd make much of a difference. But I think he'd make a huge difference now. He's a much bigger name now than he was when he was there because of all the fucking bullshit. But I mean, you know. So I, I don't know. But look, that doesn't mean I don't think that they should bring Rey Mysterio in. Of course, Lucha Underground should bring Rey Mysterio. Yeah, it's great. And it, it's, it, it's good for them. So you know, I, it, it's, it, you know, but um, and again. He's wanted out of this contract for a long time, and he's wanted to go to Lucha Underground for a long time. And I think the bigger impact he's going to have is in Mexico. I think he's going to have a bigger impact in AAA proper because you know you're going to see him there. And I think he will definitely, genuinely be a huge draw in Mexico. Sure. I, oh, absolutely. I think there's no question about that. In, in AAA proper, he's going to make an enormous difference on business, enormous business on it. I really believe that. For for L for for L Ray Network and Lucha Underground, uh, I don't know. I, I that I just I don't think the network is big enough to make a difference. So, and and again, this speaks to the point where, it's WWE is not the be all end all anymore for these guys. It's still a destination for a lot of guys, but here's a guy who's wanted out. Yeah. Another example of a guy who is who has wanted to not be there, and wanted to be somewhere
0: else. And, and will probably make more money outside of it now.
1: And that's healthy. That's healthy. Yeah, for Yeah. That's wrestling.
0: great. That's good. That's really cool. All right, move on to a few other things here real quick. We have uh, New Japan. By the time most of you are going to be listening to this, or you know, if you're listening to it later, people that are listening right now, hi, welcome. But uh, anyway, <laughs> by the time you're probably listening to this, uh, New Japan is going to have another show on newjapanworld.com live show. This um, When we're talking, it will be tomorrow morning at uh, 4.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, New Japan Road. It's, a, uh, it's what I believe is kind of a house show, spot show. I don't know if it's going to be the no commentary basketball hoop. Show or no, if it's I gonna be a commentary I it's one. A,
1: it's, I think it's a slightly bigger building. I think the building holds a couple thousand people.
0: That's what I thought so too. So it's is, we're gonna get a commentary team, or we I don't think know
1: so, that. So yeah, because this is like, um, this,
0: they do, it's promoted like a bigger deal. They do it's not this a, show
1: every year. It's not really a full on pay per view, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like. It's not a basketball hoop show either, I don't think. I think it's in a bigger building and and, and promoted as something a little different. What Every year they have that sh- that one random show that's not part of a tour that's kind of – Well, they me.
0: have the, the, the anniversary show. Yeah, the, the Strong Style anniversary. One, there's yeah. another
1: one too. It's um, – I can't – it's slipping my mind right now. It's, it's this show, but it's usually called something a little bit different. I just can't think of it. But um, But yeah, that's what this is, and I think it's in a slightly bigger building. I'll actually – let me see if I can – uh, Google the building now. Googling while I'm on this podcast is always. A-
0: it's the Okinawa uh, Okinawa Park Gymnasium.
1: Okay, that's one I could actually spell too. Okay, so the, you get the Okinawa Prefectural Budokan, I believe, right? The Okinawa Prefectural Budokan, isn't that where they're running? I think so. Yeah. I yeah. So, so um, let's see. Yeah, it
0: the was, second article that comes up when I look it up is our article about
1: it. So. Okay, look, I have a history of attendance in this building for New Japan, which is actually – Oh, okay, cool. Okay, they ran it last year for a uh, charity event, so we won't count that because um, uh, I don't even know if they charge for tickets or whatnot, but on um, – the they ran day eight of the anniversary tour there last year and drew twenty five hundred fans. So it holds. OK. And in the glory days, you know, back in the early two thousands, uh, it looks like full capacity is forty five hundred. Okay. So this is a fairly large building. I don't think this isn't going to be a basketball hoop show. Yeah. OK. Um, It looks like in recent years. Let's see. Since 2010, they hold, uh, you know, regular tour dates there. Uh, last year was day eight of the 40th anniversary tour. And it had, let's see, it. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That was this was 2012. It was day.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say we had 42nd. I think was the last year. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The last year was that charity show. So I don't, I'm not gonna count that because I don't even know if they they charge tickets or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was a sh- looking at the lineup. It was similar to this show this year. It was six matches with a lot of tags. And the only singles match was an opener with Young Lions. In this case, it yep. was uh Hiromu Takahashi versus Takaake Watanabe. So it was uh it was El Desperado versus Watanabe in the opener. And then it was,
0: oh, outed. You have outed El Desperado now.
1: That's what we do here. We
0: outmass wrestlers. <laughs> My God! <laughs> and then was, I thought he was Mexican. Are you what? Are you hold on? Hold on
1: <laughs> And then there's a. Uh, and then there was just a bunch
0: of. Tags <laughs> do you have proof of this? That. Do you have proof that El Desperado is I, who you say he I'm is? Like,
1: listen, I I can confirm through various he sources.
0: Uses a. He's got his little. He's got the little Mexican flag. He's got a little guitar. Are you? Th- I don't know.
1: He's got know, his enjoy. mariachi music. I
0: was going to say I I don't know here. He's got the the sombrero. I mm,
1: I don't know, Rich. According to my sources. Out on this one. According to my sources.
0: <laughs> I don't know about this. So
1: yeah, the the charity show they didn't run it in 2013. The charity show last year drew 2500 fans. And well, you know, I guess they charge because how can you have a charity show and not charge tickets? You got to give the money to somebody. Right. So uh, it was a six match show. It had two singles matches. And the main event was Tanahashi and Makabe against Okada and Yoshihashi. They worked a 15 minute main event with the uh, Tanahashi Makabe side winning. I'm sure Yoshihashi took the fall. And last year's show actually had two singles matches. You had Bushi defeating Yohei Komatsu in 10 minutes. Holy crap. And you had uh, Ryusuke Taguchi defeating Tanaka in 10 minutes. So that – Those are the
0: longest matches ever. look, <laughs> there's
1: only six matches. So, uh, you know, I think Komatsu and Tanaka have a good yeah, shot.
0: The opener. Oh, yeah, there we go.
1: They're going to get 10 minutes here at least.
0: Time limit draw. Time limit draw, right?
1: You know what? They might go time limit draw. Mm-hmm. That's a possibility. I didn't even consider that because which will
0: add their uh, how many draws would that be? That would be their twenty what fourth draw? That'll be I their twenty
1: fourth draw because Komatsu yeah. leads the series eight seven twenty three. So he was up eight to six to twenty three, and Tanaka won the last match they had at uh, it was either Sendai or Osaka. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how they do here. The building holds 4,500. It's a six match show with a bunch of tags. I doubt they're going to sell it out, especially if they only did. They did 2,500 last year for a similar, a very similar lineup. Um, there's a lot of intriguing tag matches on this year's show though
0: i gotta say there are yeah no when i was doing the preview i, I initially kind of did it as a joke i was like guys we cover everything new japan so let's cover this thing i didn't really look at the card when i said that and i kind of went through and i'm starting to look at these and i go you know what hey this is kind of fun so so yeah if you're if i mean most people might be already hearing it or maybe you haven't watched it yet or whatever we'll, we'll break it down real quick here i don't think we need to go into excruciating detail but as mentioned show tanaka yohei komatsu is our opener then we get into the tag team portion we get to uh, gato and Jado are back finally as a, as a team, just a raw team, nobody else with them. Gato and Jado versus Kushida and Nakanishi, which I thought was incredible that this match has happened three times prior. It's the exact same match.
1: I will never complain when Gato and Jado have a tag match. I lo- I, 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 it's special, right? I popped for it when they did it in the United States on War of the Worlds. I think it was War of the Worlds in New York. But yeah, it was,
0: it was War of the Worlds. Yep,
1: yep. I think they've, uh, it was Roderick Strong. BJ Whitmer
0: and, and Jacobs are uh, strong. It was uh, Whitmer and Strong. Yeah.
1: And uh, I like when they randomly pop up on these shows. I'm a, everyone knows I'm a big Gato fan. I think Jado is shot and he stinks. But I like but I like him in these situations when he teams with Gato. Um, and and hey, Jado
0: follows us now, so you better hope he doesn't listen to that. It's gonna be upset. He he
1: actually unfollowed us the same day.
0: Oh, did he? God. He, damn it. he followed
1: right. us briefly. Uh, Damn it. uh, like most people, we must have said something that offended him. and we ra- and we and we ran them all. He translated
0: our tweets and quickly- did a Google translate, decided, nope, he,
1: he quickly ran away. So uh, I don't know. But according to Bruce Tharp, uh, they all read our reviews. Everybody in the okay. back reads Good. the voices of wrestling reviews, according to Bruce Tharp. So take that for what it's worth, which probably is a grain of salt or something. I think Bruce is mad at us. I think he's mad at us because um, what do we do? Well, I guess I'm outing him as a source now, but I uh, I I asked for some follow up information on the status of what's going on, you know, because the booking of the Osaka and Sendai shows indicates that the relationship might be a little stronger now because the New Japan guys won. You know what I mean? So you would think that, you know, the, 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 the NWA guys have to win their titles back eventually. Right. So the relationship seems like it's on good footing now. And I asked him, I emailed him and he didn't answer me back. He blew me off. So I don't know. Bruce is mad at me. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe I'll go. I know there's a couple NWA shows coming up. Maybe I need to get out of the house and start going yeah. to shows again. See what's up with Mr. Tharp. I don't know. Yeah. But I, listen,
0: I, corner him. I, and...
1: I don't want Sacho, you know, cutting a promo on me. You know, I, 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 I. Listen, Bruce, we're not mad at you. You know, listen. You know, we, we, we we're, we're big supporters of Bruce Tharp. Always happy. Oh yeah. But anyway. Um, so I lost my train of thought. So, oh, so yeah, Gato and Jato. I'll never complain yeah. when they team together. They're going to lose the match, obviously, but. Oh, God, yeah. Um, you know, and, and you know, in the, in the preview that we wrote for the site, I did, you know, I think I put a bunch of cool stats the last time they actually won. Yeah. The last time they won in New Japan, the last time they teamed in New Japan. You know, they team on smaller shows a lot. You know, they team on those Taka and Taichi produce shows and things like that. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, look, I, I will never not look forward to those guys teaming together.
0: And and I initially I was like, Kushida and Nakanishi, what the hell is that? And then I looked at, oh wait, they, they did team together against Kato and Jado. I was like, it was the funniest thing ever. I was like, have these guys ever been a team? And I was like, Oh, they have been. And I was like, oh, look who it's again. Like, they've only been a team against Kato and Jado. I I, I have no idea exactly why, but there you go.
1: And it's a weird Maybe they're
0: a callback. Maybe it's a callback that we don't know about. That like
1: Well, it's a weird thing. It's yeah, maybe there's some little story that goes over the heads of the English viewers. I, but mm-hmm. but um you know the thing is this is like such a skeleton crew. There are literally